Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clark. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? Don't know. Welcome to the Nerdy. <laughs> the Wordy. <laughs> the Book Club. Apparently, this is Clarissa's first show. <laughs> no, my, um. Welcome back. <laughs> was just, like, caught. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. Sup? It's the full book recap of Wheel of Ascension. Well of Ascension. Wheel of Ascension. Can we get chat, please? Should we just, we, we should restart the whole show. No. What just happened? We don't do second takes. Um, yeah, yeah I'll fix everything. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up? The, the sorry, I thought chat and everything was already up. No, okay, here's the wild thing. Usually, usually, when we do book club, uh-huh. I'm up until like 4 a.m. the night before because I'm behind on a bunch of shit and I've got to get it done, right? And I wake up on like four hours sleep and I'm, and I'm here doing the thing. Uh-huh. This time, I actually went to bed at midnight last night. I slept until like nine. Proud. I should be <laughs> way more prepared. And yet somehow, despite that, I am less prepared than I typically am for book club. You slept until almost 10. I know. And I slept like 10 hours. And I think that it's because I haven't had more than like three and a half hours sleep all week. Yeah. In a, in any given night. Yeah. That I am like, you know. I was like catching up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I really thought like, oh, I'm going to bed early. I got all my work done. I'm doing such a, I'm being such a good boy. And then this morning I am epically, epically, epically behind. Yeah. It's one of those weird things where just because like you go to bed early uh, doesn't mean you're getting up early. Yeah. (laughs) That would be nice if that's, that's how it works. Oh, it uh, would be. It would be. But no. How is everybody doing? What's up? Over here on the internet. Words are hard. They are hard. That oh, is true. Oh, you didn't true. get the bot. I, do, I didn't know how to do it. Uh, Johnny Coleman, thank you for that super chat. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for being awesome. Hell yeah. Um, and Will says it. they can't say anything today without it being a spoiler given the title of this YouTube video. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. How don't, do we fight Don't that? Don't say anything. Don't say uh, anything. Quebecican. Thank you so much for that super chat. Hello. This is to make up for last week's comment that shall not be named. Didn't mean to make you sad. <laughs> I... I'm not going to lie. I don't remember what that was. Uh, no, you're fine. We celebrate the dead trees again last week at a book club. No. You... What's it, what, what made me sad last week? I, it, it, I don't even remember what it exactly Quebec, was. Again, thank you for five gifted Yo, subs. Yo, thank you so much. That is so sick. Hell yeah. too sweet. Toot sweet. There's going to be all Did green in this chat. Did six people get subs from that? Five subs? I'm very confident. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But there's only five. But Travis Klotz got twice. Hippopotamus got twice. Oh, yeah. Stream Elements just fucking sucks. If you've been in my streams, you know that, like, as soon as I fix one thing, two more things break. And I don't understand. I was, like, so happy as I got my bot up and running again and, like, all my old stuff back for my streams. Um, mm-hmm. But um, only the follow alerts work now because I don't know. Fuck me, I guess. Uh, today's gonna be fun, y'all. We are gonna do the questions that we usually do, but we are also going to. Uh, I did a I did a wheel of ascension. Well, why do I keep saying that? Well of ascension, fan casting. Hey, Farus yeah. did it for the first book, which was what? What was the first book called? Mistborn, oh. the the dark times. Uh, the dark times, no, the final did, empire. That's the one. <laughs> Mistborn, the dark times. 
Guys, I think we have to cancel the show. Brandon Sanderson, petition to change book one. I think I think we have to cancel the show. I don't I don't know that I have the mental fortitude to do this today. Apparently getting a good night's sleep just fucks you up. I, <laughs> I can only run on empty. <laughs> uh, wow, that person really wants you to do more One Piece. A lot of people do. They're not the only one. Guys, we're oh, already are, busy. There aren't that many questions this week. I feel like we I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. When like in our like regular book club, um, yeah. Like, I feel like there's more questions when there's just like so much shit that we kind of got to like get through it. I agree um, with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, we we got some questions for you. But first, this podcast is brought to you by MistyMountainGaming.com because they sell things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they sell things. I didn't know they sponsored this one. They what? All of our <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> oh, you're trying to do my job and you're gaslighting me and being like, "Oh no, I, I think you're wrong actually." <laughs> fuck you, buy some dice. <laughs> <laughs> MistyMountainGaming.com. Fuck you, buy some dice. No, but seriously, uh, they're the best. Uh, they have all the accoutrement necessary for your tabletop RPG needs. I just bought the cutest little fucking clockwork owlbear mini from them that I will force into every single campaign I ever run. Yeah. Get ready to have a clockwork owlbear friend. Yeah, I'm not going to kill it. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? No, I, I, it is going to show up in Dragonlance, and I'm so, I am so excited why. Uh, that, uh, yeah, if you want good stuff from MissMountGaming.com and their partners, you can use coupon code NERDYNIGHTLY15. Uh, that will give you 15% off your order. And uh, they are, they're the best. They also frequently have stuff on sale. And also, yep. they frequently have uh, offers for like free shipping if you get over a certain price. So go check out all the offers available to you there. And don't forget, when you get to the checkout, don't 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 just assume that you're getting 15% off. Put in Nerdy Nightly 15. Tight. You got to do the work. And make sure you get 15% off because as much as I love MissyMountainGaming.com, I do not want you to spend full price there. Yeah, because you don't have to. Boom. Got him. Yeah. How we doing, chat? How how is everybody? How how's this Friday going for y'all? Oh, speaking of Dragonlance, there will not be a Dragonlance stream tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Uh, Robin cannot be with us, and so we. Uh, it, I'm. There might be times in the future where we run sessions without a player, Maybe. but uh, in the follow up to Vogler, it is. Um, it is vital that all people are present for the emotional damage. Yeah, last week ended on a pretty huge moment, and I just didn't want to move forward without uh, one of our players. Yeah, absolutely. Gordon Chen says, got my dice this week, and they're beautiful. Thanks for the code. You're welcome, Gordon. You're so welcome, Gordon. Thank you so much Thank for you. that super chat. Let's go. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, Shin is watching. Shin, <gasps> Hi, did Shin. you read the book? <laughs> no, Shin just is, is here to... to... Be the Keep best. people in line, you know? Keep people With the bop. With the bop. All right, don't hit people, Shin. <laughs> uh, with that, should we start answering some questions? Um, yeah, do we? Yeah, I think Is that what you want to start with? Or uh, actually, you know what? No. Let's start with this. Clarus, we're a week out from uh -huh. finishing the Wheel of Ascension. Mm -hmm. The Wheel of Ascension, as I keep saying. How do you feel about it? Having had... Oh, that one fell too. Yeah, I know. These suck. We're a mess. No, uh, it's just the stickies. The sound panel is great. Honestly, I like that it works, but... How are you feeling about Whale of Ascension after a week off? Great. Still great. I was great. I am great. It's all been great. Very great. What about you? 
Have your feelings changed? A most concise review. I agree. I'm no. I I think that I I think that my fondness for this book has grown in my time away from it. Okay. I think that the elements of the book that did not maybe work for me as much in the moment work for me a lot better in the scope of the entire novel. Right. Sure. There are there were times reading the um there were times reading this book particularly with the Zane stuff. Yeah. Where. I was concerned about the direction that we were going in and I wasn't enjoying in the moment the concerns that I had around how like triangly with two brothers it was going to get. Yeah. And because I've now finished the book and that like the that like clenching in my chest about the direction I thought we were going in is Unfounded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can yeah, look yeah. back on a lot of the other events of the book that I did enjoy quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, with with far more fondness, right? Right. I, I think that. Um, so you might enjoy it a bit more on a reread. I think that I would. Yeah. yeah. I think that I would like Tindwill a lot more on a reread. I think that her worldview being as harsh as it is, I think is so. Once you find out why really makes her a very three-dimensional character. Yes. As opposed to what I felt at first, which was that she was just, like, brought in to be a plot device. Yeah. And because Brandon Sanderson manages to make her into such a character instead of just a device to, like, push Ellen to be something, Mm -hmm. but really have her own internal life and her own struggles and her own desires and her own goals, I think that it really does such a wonderful job in setting up why she feels the way that she does when she's introduced yeah and the the deep emotional despair that i felt at her death right like when we were reacting to that chapter how that sucked i was quite um i was quite upset yeah uh and so yeah i i think that in hindsight this is a book that is stronger once you can appreciate its whole Mm -hmm. than i think the pieces are whereas i felt like the pieces of the first one were so strong and the right. whole worked. Okay. And I I didn't feel like Well of Ascension was as as complete in individual moments as uh, the, the Final Empire. Mm-hmm. But once you put the whole piece together, I think that it is all there in a way that I am... Um, I, I would rate it higher now than I did at the end of part two. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I, I love that. Um, Arizu, thank you so much for five gifted memberships. Yeah, Arizu. We really appreciate that. There's five new people who can go watch all of those chapter reactions. Yeah, there, we did like five in this book? Uh, something like Lots that. Lots of chapter reactions. Yeah, but uh, I, no, I, I, I love that. And I love that like... I love that like a, a step away can give you perspective on the book as a whole because I, I definitely saw some like comments on our book club videos of mm-hmm. like you know oh full book recap is like kind of dumb or like it's a waste or like yeah I just skipped that one yeah which is unfortunate because I think that um obviously watch what you want to watch yeah but I think if you then jump to the next book like if you're watching book club as a whole and you jump to the next book um there there you've missed some growth or change somewhere in that in the middle bit because mm-hmm. like you're like i i see things a little bit differently here we get like what our favorite part of like the entire novel was as a whole and like how seeing all the pieces put together into a solidified thing really sheds light on it um and and gives and taking that time that week to digest it and come back and talk about it again i love and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to love it that's so fine i just um I, I think that uh i think that honestly full book recap is 
a, a really important piece of book club, even though it's less of a, like, I guess, like, um, more traditional, like, format. Like, we kind of just... I think it is the most traditional format. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because okay. most people don't do what we do where they don't stop in the middle. Most people only review books in their entirety. Right? That so, is fair. Okay. Or, or yeah, they go, like, fair. chapter by chapter podcasts, mm-hmm. right? But I think that because because of the way that we do book club, right, where we stop, there are there are times when I feel hinky about something mm-hmm. because I'm supposed to, because yeah. it's the middle of the book. Yeah. I, I, I In this book, I think a great example of that is The Chandra and the way in which I was like, I really was uncomfortable with how Vin was treating who we thought was Orsor at the time, but yeah. we later found out was Tensoon. And I was like, Suck. I don't know that I like what this says about Vin. Yeah. And what I think works so well about The Well of Ascension is that I don't like what it said about Vin at the time. And the story of this book is that Vin doesn't like what it said about Vin, right? Yeah. Like, Vin changes her mind about the situation because she realizes that she's in the wrong. Yeah. And she realizes that she's doing something that is uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, watching Vin grow through that choice and make a better choice and turn the enemy Chandra to her side through kindness, through yeah. changing her mind about the Chandra and, and watching her um, prejudices change, mm-hmm. right? I think it's such a powerful part of this book. I think that you don't, but you don't get to appreciate that in parts because I am sitting here at the end of that first book called of Will of Ascension being like, guys, I don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm a little bit yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. And if I just took that beat, if I just stopped there, mm-hmm. I, I would feel like I feel about Wheel of Time, where I'm like, well, but there was no resolution to any of this yeah, shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why, I, which is why Wheel of Time is such a frustrating, full experience for me because we didn't get the ends of so many things. Yeah, I um, don't feel satisfied, but, and after that many books, I feel like some satisfaction would be nice. Yeah, whereas this, like the the Condor storyline, is set up, made me uncomfortable growth through character change and then in a great place right yeah like i got the full arc of vin's feelings about her own actions within that yeah and i thought it was incredibly powerful yeah and so but that that's a harder thing to talk about not in a footbook recap which is why i'm glad that we have them i know that people wish we just were getting through the books as fast as possible but i don't want to burn out on this i'm still loving book club yeah and i think that part of it is that we take a week off every every five four or five weeks you yeah know I mean? and we just get to like we get to really focus on like man this is what i loved and yeah. like and and the questions make us really like dig in deeper uh johnny coleman thank you for that super chat journey before destination slow and reflective is better i i definitely like prefer i, I really like how we've set up book club um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, I think, yeah, people review books as a whole, but they don't get those opportunities to, like, predict stuff or see where it's going. And that is also a very fun part of book club. So I love having the best of both worlds in a sense where we get to have those predictions and be like, what's coming next? Yeah. And then also take that full book recap to take a look at the entire picture. Because we, we've we said stuff in book clubs in the middle of parts where we're like, I don't know how I feel about this or mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it's really you don't. Cold, yeah, right? like, sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. Um, Scafandi, thank you for that super chat as well. I have a suggestion for next book review. There's a fun little game called Who's That Cosmere Character? We can make a spoiler-free version for next month. Oh, for like all three books? Cos- like the whole of the Cosmere? Who's That Cosmere? I feel like we might need to read a few more books before we get there. Arzu says is that game copyrighted. It's a shard casts thing. Well, then we could play it. We would just tag them if it's like a if we can tag another uh cosmere podcast we will you know what i mean 
Yeah, I mean, and we'll also, like, reach out, like, if... Interesting. Um, I don't know if we could do Who's That Cosmere character, because we've read two books in the Cosmere. <laughs> for the next book review. So it would be the three, it'd be the first trilogy. We yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm going to forget the 12 characters in this book, and I'm not going to know any of the others. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Is it is it just, like, who they are, or is it, like, who did what, or... I don't know. Um... I don't, I'm not allowed I, to listen to their episode. What's yet. interesting is I don't feel like this is, like, this isn't like the Wheel of Time where that's hard, right? I remember every character in Mistborn. So far, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there, there, there's not that many. That's why I'm like, it's not a very densely game... populated series. Yeah. As opposed to like Wheel of Time, where I was like, there's Sean, 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 Oh, there are five questions you could ask, and whoever guesses a character first wins. Oh. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, I do that. That sounds like fun because we both did PowerPoint fucking presentation. So hard. Clarus, Clarus would get to question five and be like, guys, I don't think this is a character in any book ever. Yeah, this doesn't exist. Stop lying to me. <laughs> Stop gaslighting me. There's no one named Vin. What? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll chat, you know, we'll chat with the mods, see if it's something that is viable for the show. And obviously if we're loud, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dig in. We'll dig in. I like games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Schmidt says there's not that many Oh You Sweet Summer Child right now no the, the, the Mistborn doesn't have a lot of characters yeah like where we are right now unless unless you're, if you're like, talking about Cosmere then sh yeah sure we don't we don't we don't know but <laughs> yeah I mean there's just not that many there's not that many named characters in, in these two books in the Cosmere as a whole yeah obviously there would be right but like in the in, in Mistborn it's a fairly like they keep the characters fairly together in terms of, partially because it's like the crew and the people going around them. I don't know. Maybe Hero of Ages just explodes with characters. It just doesn't really seem like that's the vibe Suddenly, of this Suddenly, Brandon Sanderson is trying to compete with Robert Jordan. He's like, I need to add 2,000 characters. I mean, I think that book three will probably add a bunch of people, right? Because we are... Yeah. I would um, guess, yeah. The, because, you know, we've lost now clubs and we've lost Dachshund and, and Straff. Like, and Zane yeah. is dead. Um, although I'm sure his body comes back. Uh, so so I think that there are, like... I, I don't think there are that many named characters. You would have to go to, like, characters who are present but not named, I think, to pull it off for these books. For, for this... For, for where we are right now. Yeah. Not... Yeah. 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 Anyway, hmm. um, I'm curious to see what's next. Uh, let's get into these questions. Uh, Apollo Juniors says, I'm assuming that's what their name is. How do the revelations, what? Linus, thank you for the super chat. Linus Vickstrom. Also, <laughs> characters disappear when the list gets too long. Sean? <laughs> Sean? <laughs> thank you for that super chat. Yeah. What about Njordan? Oh, my fucking God, Njordan. I am so mad about that. What about Josh? Bar. Jahar Narishma. That's a different series. Don't spoil. <laughs> it's a name. No, Njordan was the wildest fucking thing I've ever read in my life. Mm -hmm. um, Apollo Juniors asks, how do the revelations about the prophecies and Rashek's past change your opinion of the Lord Ruler from the end of the first book? They don't. He still sucks. Dude had the power of God, could make the world any way he wanted it, and he chose the worst one. He I might as well have just Lord let the Ruler? fucking... Yeah, yeah. He made terrible choices. Yeah. 
I, I was like, Alendi, I don't know. Like, I feel like... Alendi did nothing wrong. Yeah, Alendi was just out there trying to do his Guys, best, it seems like. Hashtag Alendi did nothing wrong. That's going to be the shirt that I make, and no one is going to get it. I don't know. Somebody Do you guys might. think an Alendi did nothing wrong shirt is funny? Because I think that's fucking hilarious. Here's the problem. We don't know that yet. Oh, I don't you care. You could make that shirt and then it's like, oh no, he was a genocidal slaver homicidal maniac. You'd be surprised. <laughs> we, here's the thing. We've got Wheel of Time merch. We need, we need, we some, need some Cogmere Mistborn merch. merch. I think yeah. I'm going to make an Alendi did nothing wrong shirt. Alendi is washed? Okay. I don't understand that lingo. It just means that... I, I don't know what actually context they're using washed in. Because washed typically means that they're old and not as good as they used to be. But... <laughs> I mean, he's definitely old. Uh, Johnny Coleman says, I'd buy it. Johnny, thank All you for right. that super chat. Okay, well... Alendi did nothing wrong shirts incoming. Guys, we're the right. Alendi did nothing wrong crew now. Um, sure, but the Lord Ruler did everything wrong. Like a basketball player who's like 35 and is like, uh, used to be like a 20 points a game guy and is now doing like 10 or 9 points a game, they're washed. Washed up? Isn't yeah, but you, you just say washed. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not one of the cool kids. Can I interest you in a religion shirt? <laughs> that's actually very funny. Uh, that's great. That's a pretty good one. Josh got some great ideas. I love that. Yeah, well, we'll just some, in, a, in a religion is so funny. <laughs> Hello. I would like one religion, My please. My name is Elder Zazed. And I would like to share with you one of 300 books. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, People would avoid you in the street. Perfect. I, that's all I want. That's all that's I all want. That's all I want in the world. Please stop perceiving. I just want the, like, um, uh, Orthodox <laughs> Jewish men in New York City to stop coming up to me and being like, are you Jewish? You want to come pray? I'm not Jewish. I'm pretty sure you're Jewish. You look Jewish. <laughs> nope. No, I'm not. I am I am as shiksa as they come. Uh, you just don't want to pray, but you got to pray. Come, be Jewish. I was like, I'm, I don't know how to tell you, dude. I am not Jewish, and it's weird that you followed me a full block to try and <laughs> gaslight me into believing that I am a religion, that I am telling you objectively I am not. New York is a wild place, wild. apparently. They just want to wrap your arms and have you do the prayer. And I get it. It's cool if you are Jewish. I just, I'm not. Dude. <laughs> I'm just not. And they don't believe me because my hair is curly. That's it. That's it. That is the prerequisite. That That's all. That's all I got. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I think that Rashek is still like a piece of shit. I think, I think that um, like his, what, what is his relation? His uncle? His uncle wrote the uh, yeah. Quan. Yeah, yeah. His uncle is Quan. I think his uncle kind of put him in a shitty position. Was like, hey, I'm, I'm need you to like fucking murder a guy for me. Like, yeah. you know, like that's a really shitty thing to put on. Like, I don't know. He was probably what, 18, 20? Like, he did it to save the world. Sure. He just, Rashek. But like, murder changes a person. I don't, 100%. Rashek already was not the right person for this. No, he was already before, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hateful and xenophobic in a way. Like, hates everyone who's not a terrorist man, you know? Like, no. that's a that's a bad sign. And then it was exacerbated with power, so no, I think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Book of Mormon is touring right now. Fantastic yes, it is, show. Josh. Yes, it is. And it has been, and it always will be, because it sells. Because it's fucking great. Guys, if only I was short enough to be in it. Yeah. You, yeah, if you were like, if you were like, I'm going to be a tapper, and you, you wanted to do... I'm too tall. 
You know, I think I, I, I think for him it doesn't matter. Oh, for McKinley. For McKinley, for, yeah. I can't sing that. Fair. Then you know what? That's I can it I can do the tap in that number. I can't. It's not that hard. It's not yeah. that hard. It's more, very presentational. It's the I can't sing McKinley. He's like a fucking like. That's yeah, no, I, I didn't turn it off. Yeah, you can like do the light, switch on a chord. <laughs> <laughs> it's our cool little Mormon trick. All right, uh, let's go to O Highlander O. What are your thoughts on the relationship between Miss Spirit, the Mist, and the thing released from the well? Well, okay, clearly the Miss Spirit doesn't like God. Okay. Right, because the Miss Spirit tried to stop God from Godding. Um. Right? Yeah. So, the mist... Yeah. The mist doesn't want to be the bad guy. The mist is like, I can't stop myself from being here when the light's out. So, please. What the fuck did you just say? I don't know. I can't stop myself from being here when the light's out? When the light's here. Sorry. I mean, like, you know, when the sun is out, I should be... (laughs) I should be sleeping, but, like, God fucked up my circadian rhythm, and now I'm awake when the light is up, and, like, the sun is out, and, like, that's bad for you guys, and it's bad for me. So, I think the mist ain't happy right now. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I love that it's, it, you're like, yeah, the mist is mad because God fucked up his sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pissed, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> the evil, the evilest of plots. God destroyed my sleep schedule and everybody died for it. Unless, what if the yeah. Miss Spirit is a Lendi? Um. Because he was killed so close to the Well of Ascension. Like, maybe he got thrown in the well and, like, murdered in the well. And he just replaced the, well. the old Miss Spirit? How do you know there was a Miss Spirit? The Miss Spirit, there, I don't think there ever was a Miss Spirit in the before times, but then the Miss was killed... attacking people. The mist no, the, the mist spirit is just too similar to what Elendi describes. But then, why would the mist spirit like be killing people, but also not want God to escape? The mist spirit isn't killing people. You just—that's what you, the uh, mists are killing people. Yeah, and so the mist spirit. And the mist spirit, but I think the but the mist spirit is still the guy from before. It's the, it's the same mist spirit who tried to stab? who tried to kill Elendi's friend. Oh, see, I don't think I don't think that's it. I think that the mist trying to kill people is different from the mist spirit. No, but it, but Alendi wrote that he was able to feel the mist spirit and that it hated him. And then Vin was like, "I feel the same thing." So if, yes, if, because they have because they because the, I think the oh I see what you're saying that it can feel the spirit. So the spirit had to be a thing beforehand. Yes, yeah. Hmm. The spirit that followed Alendi is the same spirit that's following Vin, unless. Alendi replaced that spirit and became the new Miss Spirit. Maybe but I don't. I. I, I maybe the Miss yeah, Spirit is kind of almost like the guardian in a way, yeah. and and it can tell the people who are like you know headed towards the the well, um, and so it tries to stop them from releasing God. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think the Miss Spirit. He ate the mist mist fruit. It's just smoker. The mist. It's just the captain of the marine smoker. He's out here trying to stop these pirates from getting to the Grand Line. Yeah, it's the mist and the mist spirit are definitely different things, I think. Um, I don't think they're different. I think they are related. But I think that they are... Sure, sure. I just mean it's not... I think that there's like... uh, 
I think the difference is how much control one has, but they're like the same thing. Does that make sense? Like they're made of the same material, but one is like, it's sort of like the difference between the Chondra and the Mistwraiths, how they're like cousins, but they're the same thing, but they're not. I thought Chondra were matured Mistwraiths. This, yeah. And I'm but saying that the, the Mist spirit and the Mist is like a similar kind of thing. Like a, like a, the child and the adult version? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I think they're a little more separate than that, but... I just don't think they can because the mist spirit is literally made out of the mist. Yeah. The the the, the part that still is, like, big old question mark for me is how Vin was able to, like, pull... What? Like... I like when the mist spirit said, it's mist in time, and then mist it all over Ellen. <laughs> That's very funny. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's a different t-shirt. It's misting time. For a very niche group of people. Um, yeah, the, the part that still baffles me is the, like, I think that's too funny. drawing the power from the mist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That one, yeah. That one, I, I have, I have no, I, I have no idea. Froggy asks, what's your favorite popcorn seasoning? And the answer is M&M's. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Or Reese's Pieces. No. I don't uh, like Reese's Pieces. Uh, yeah, but when you pour them into a uh-uh. po- bucket of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Nah. I like my sweet and my savory together. So it's it's when I have a, a, a lightly buttered popcorn with a sprinkling of M&M's. Yeah, no, Fucking Reese's delicious. Pieces might be the worst candy ever made. Wow, what? Yeah. There's so many worse candies. Like there what? are objectively terrible candies. Like what? Like Rockets. Love them. Fucking inject that shit into my veins. Love rockets. You have the palate of a six-year-old boy. Yes. It is pure powdered sugar. For you Americans, uh, 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 rockets are Smarties. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, Wixie sticks. The candy that you pour in your mouth. Fucking delicious. It's just sugar. (laughs) You have... Flavored sugar. You have the palate of a six-year-old boy. (laughs) Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. Sugar is. I cannot believe you would take that over Reese's Pieces. That's yeah. nuts. Or sorry, for, for my Americans, Reese's Pieces, you monsters. What? They say Reese's Pieces. Oh. I don't I don't know why. It's so bizarre. But people nuts. get mad at me when I say Reese's Pieces, like a fucking normal human being. Yeah, where did we get PCs from? I don't know. It's actually a computer. It's Reese's Pieces shop. Someone should make that. Reese's Pieces shop. Where you go build your PC. Yes, because the notoriously profitable industry of being a PC building shop. People try and do it all the time. Hey, Asmongold's pulling it off. With <laughs> the dick computers. The dick computers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circus peanuts are the worst. Agree, Johnny Coleman. Circus peanuts are terrible. That's not a candy. That's peanuts. Like, that's not, that's not, that's just nuts. They're very different. Political correctness gone mad. <laughs> the pr- political correctness has truly gone mad when we are saying Reese's Pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I fucking love Reese's Pieces. I'm so glad you don't like them because I will never have to share with you. That's yeah. the only candy I'm going to buy from now on so that you don't ask me for some. Honestly, fair. Save yeah. me from myself because that's the problem. If there are sweets around, I can't be stopped. Oh, wait, you want to know my actual favorite popcorn seasoning? What? Whatever they put on the maple popcorn at Disney World. Oh, my that God. That shit was fucking incredible. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Facts. Go oh to God. Disney World Epcot. Go to Canada. Of course, my favorite thing is in the fucking Canada Pavilion. 
and get the maple popcorn. It is, it's not as sweet as the caramel popcorn, so you can eat more of it and you don't feel half as sick. Oh, it's great. Because the caramel Still popcorn the is crunch. like too much to walk around eating. I mean, not for me, but. I eventually, like, I just don't want to ride rides anymore because I don't, my stomach is like, Meh. whereas mm -hmm. the maple popcorn, I don't get there. I mean, I am. I have a constitution of like four. Uh, yeah, but your strength is like 20. 18. Uh, Johnny Coleman asks, if you were a ferrochemist and ferrochemists could use each other's metal mines, which stored up mines would you sell and which would you buy? Interesting. Examples include sleep for a week and sell that to make tons of money. Oh, if, oh, I understand. Buy a stockpile of health every time you start to get sick so you don't have to miss work. <laughs> Johnny Coleman, thank you for that super chat. There's a candy called circus pants. I know, they're terrible. Johnny, thank you for that super chat. I Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm so sorry. Yeah, they're, they're awful. I don't know if we have that. They're either. like um, they're like styrofoamy, like sugar. You, you get, you've get you've seen them. Styrofoam they sugar. Like, they look like marshmallows, but they're like... I like marshmallows. They're tougher than marshmallows. Okay. okay. Start answering the question while I pull this up. I right? like texture, though, so that, 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 that actually sounds... They're like the peeps of peanuts. I like peeps. I don't know what to tell you. Um, delicious. They're uh, like these things. Yeah, I've never seen those before in my life. Oh, they're awful. Oh, I know that texture. They make them into bunnies at Easter, and I fucking love them. Yeah, I... Delicious. <laughs> Great. Delicious. My, my, my point still stands that Reese's Pieces is the worst candy ever made. Okay, so what, what are you selling, and what are you buying? I... I think the one thing you, okay, so the one thing that immediately you can't sell or buy is, well, actually, oh my what? God, I'm going to be rich. Look, my- I would sell orgasms. <laughs> no, 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 that's what I was saying. <laughs> On only my, my exact My exact thought. I would sell <laughs> memories of, like, I look, I've had a lot of great sex in my life. Uh-huh. I could sell memories of my, like, awesome sexual encounters. Yeah. You make a killing on OnlyFans. Could I copy them? Could I, like, remember them again and copy them? Yeah. And then, like, so, like Virtues in Cyberpunk 2077, um, I would just sell, like... <laughs> it's brain dances. Do you, do you yeah. want to go to, like, this weird, like, sex club orgy in 2013? Here uh, is, like, a memory of being there. Uh-huh. I would make so much money. I've done so much weird shit. That is true. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, someone who's like, look, I think I might want to, like, try this, like, thing, but, like, I don't want to actually try it myself. So I'm going to buy the experience of someone trying it to see if I like it. I, when I was in Japan, I would go on these, like, hours-long hikes uh -huh. through cities. Mm -hmm. And I could sell the experience of, like, walking through neighborhoods in Okinawa or uh, Osaka or mm -hmm. Nara Hmm. I feel like you could make a lot of money just selling like weird memories. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You wouldn't remember it after and you could only get the memory by going back to the mental mind again. So you could only sell it once. You wouldn't have it. I feel like I could find a way around that. You just have the experience twice and you give one away. <laughs> hey guys, rewind. We're going to do this orgy again. Everyone's from, 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 the the from, from the top. From the top. Everyone place Back this. to once. Yep. Back to once. Thank you. <laughs> No, but that's what porn would be, right? It would be a porn set, and you wouldn't remember, like, filming it Yeah. afterwards. But you'd be like, wow, I just made a fuck ton of money. I love that for me. Like... <laughs> I love that this is... There's so many things that we could sell. And we both went immediately to... Porn. We could sell porn. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because it's the thing that people want to buy. Yeah, that he said, make money. Johnny Coleman was like, how would you make money? That's how I would make money. So basically, Total Recall. Code 76, thank you for that super chat, and yes. Thank you for the super chat. Fucking love Total Recall. I don't Recall. know. I've never seen it. Uh, But not the... The remake is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's not Total... The remake should have just been called The Fall, and it would have been great. But because <gasps> it called it Total Recall, it's terrible. I would... Uh, store the Wheel of Time so we could do book club all over again. <laughs> Why would you put us through that a second time? <laughs> because we had fun. But at the beginning, we'd be like, wow, this is amazing. I bet I loved this all the but way through. everyone in chat would know what our experience of it was. So they'd just be sitting there like... <laughs> they'd just be waiting for us to get mad again? <laughs> yeah. 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 <coughs> 100%. What if we liked it the second time, though? That would be strange. Like, what if we were like, wow, Tuan is just such a rich and developed character. <laughs> She's rich. Um, yeah. Memory loss and sex hilarious. sounds like a pretty yikes combo. Yeah. Although, okay, I want to say something very dark, and I want to preface it by saying this is going to be very dark. Okay. Plug your ears, children. But I want to preface this by saying, like, this oh is... Oh, my God. I, I'm no, just, he had an intrusive before thought. Before we, before I say it, this is very dark. Mm-hmm. But one small silver lining for Tindwill in being a ferrochemist and the other women in the breeding program not being is that she can get rid of her memories of her trauma. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, look, I and I acknowledge it's a very dark thought, but. <laughs> If I was, if I had the magical ability to not remember being raped, I think that I would use it. Wow, that's, that's rough. Because here's the thing, you are who you are because of your lived experiences. And when you start taking that away, how would you change as a person? I actually don't know if I could because I would be like... I would have this fear that I wouldn't be myself. Even whether or not that's a rational fear or not. No, I think not, that's a totally... I, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. Because that that is a very interesting concept. And I think that a lot of people would choose to do that. Um, I don't know if Tindwell would. I don't know if she would either. I just think that, like... Huh. I think that there would be times where... Because it's not like they're gone forever. She's just putting them away. Right? She's putting them into the metal. She still has those memories. I'm saying, like, there would be times when at, like, 10.30, I would slap on my copper mines. I need to go to bed. I would dump all of my trauma into my copper mind, Mm -hmm. and I would go to sleep. And not have horrific nightmares. Because, though, that, like... You could just store sleep, though. And then, like, put yourself to sleep. Hmm... I see, I see what you're saying. See, my thing is, as an insomniac, my 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 relationship with sleep is so different, I think, from a, a normal person's. Yeah. So I don't understand how that could work. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 it'd still be hard to fall asleep. You can't just magic yourself to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but you can. That's the fun part. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept. I wonder if anyone's ever... Steve Zito says, yeah, but if you pull them back... It is as if they are happening for the first time again. Oh, I didn't really think about that. Part. Like, yeah, that would be tough to endure. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would do it. That's tough. Yeah. 
Tough, 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 tough. Oh, 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 oh. Brass is warmth. I would store warmth and then sell it to you. Sell it? Wow. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Coleman, thank you for that super chat. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. It's called dissociating. Yeah, Johnny Coleman. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I would definitely I would buy all the heat. I think that I I think that even without Farakemi, if you were in a program where you were going to be ritually raped for twenty years so that you would have kids, you would dissociate no matter what. I think like over time just the human brain doesn't handle that well. Yeah. And you would find you yourself disassociating consistently throughout it. Yeah. Uh I I I, I think that, that would be the most normal response to it mm-hmm. would be to disassociate and i'm sure that tindwell had times where she did right like there the, uh, I, I i can't imagine the situation she's in at all right yeah, yeah. but i can imagine that if i were in a situation like that i would my brain would wander as just as a defense mechanism yeah but i don't know yeah no i i agree um, Shin, welcome to the nerd table. We need to win the lotto. Always. The lottery, yeah. that sounds great. I, I love that for, for all of us. Yeah. We all need to win the lottery. Grabback says, imagine something like that for villain story where there's something awful happened to them and they stored it, but relived it over and over again to keep the fire of rage hot. Yeah. I kind of dig it. I could absolutely see someone doing that. I kind of dig it. Revenge is a You could also say motivation. that it's, the, you could also give it to the hero, right? Like the hero... Uh, and, you know, Mizu from Blue-Eyed Samurai comes to mind for a character that kind of is already doing that to herself without the ferrochemical element of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would sell the rest of them. Maybe wait. Sell off my weight. Sounds so weird. I would just yeah, walk around if light. I like a... If I could be storing weight, I would walk around light all the time. Right. Oh, well, actually, Experience no. Experience the moon. That would probably be problematic. Because if you were constantly not feeling your own weight, your muscles would probably start to deteriorate. And oh, then yeah. You when couldn't you, do that all the time. When you walked, but when you turned your weight back to normal, mm-hmm. uh, if you were weightless too much, you would probably not be strong enough to support your own weight over time. Yeah. If you did it long enough, probably. Because the weight is still there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jashin, thank you for five gifted subs. Jin, what the heck? Thank you so freaking much. I think that I would mostly store stuff for myself, though. I don't know that I don't know that I would sell it. I don't know how much value it would have unless I was the only person that could do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. All right, let's get into uh, Bogdan Dan Bog's chat here. Uh, what would you say if released from the Well of Ascension? It's Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. No. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> would you say no? <laughs> yeah, but like Darth Vader at the end of Revenge no! of the No, I feel like you'd be happy if um... <laughs> I promise I, I'm not going to come up with something funnier than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Should have been faster. Uh, that's it. I've peaked, everybody. Uh, you can all leave. You can go home. <laughs> I can't believe you get Morbius. Was in the well. mm. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah. It's Timmy Ho time. 
I don't, yeah, I can't, no, it's Morbid Time is the funniest answer. You win. There, I'm you. not even going to try. Appreciate There's nothing it. that I could say that's anywhere close to that. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. That's also actually pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm on a fucking <clears throat> roll today. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. What What other funny Lord of the Rings quote would you say? Oh, just specifically Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I'm narrowing it down for you. I don't know. I, I feel like... Um... <laughs> You got the best one. That still only counts as one. That doesn't make any sense, though. But you don't know what it means yet. I know, but it doesn't make any sense. But maybe it will. Like, looks like meat's back on the menu makes sense and is so funny. That still only counts as one could make sense. Toss me. (laughs) You'll have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. You just, you leave the well of ascension and you're like, she gave me three. And everyone's like, what? I'm sorry, what does that mean? <laughs> no, you're just saying random things. No, come on. You're that's turning funny. into Brian, just referencing anything possible. Yeah. Yeah. That is my answer. No, it's Morbid Time wins. It's Morbid Time is still the best one. You're welcome. Uh, Arzu asked three questions, because them's the rules. Them's the rules. Uh, question one, individual level. The lesson of book one was for Vin to learn to trust and not to fear betrayal. Do you feel she went too far in the way she applied this lesson to Zane? Um... I don't think she ever trusted him. I think she was just kind of like turned on by him. Yeah, hormones are weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they ever really trusted one another though. Yeah, like, like I think that like there is a justification for her to try and figure out what the fuck Zane's game is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if she ever really like let her guard down around him. She never, did, did she ever tell him like sensitive information or anything like that? Not really, no. I don't think so. Yeah, so I don't I actually I think don't it was know. more a curiosity. Yeah. You know? I also think that Vin is I, I think that Vin spends a lot of time in Well of Ascension looking for a way to not murder. Yeah. And Zane Zane isn't um Zane was provi- Zane was trying to offer her a way out that I think that she kind of wanted, but, like, wasn't sure if she wanted and ultimately didn't want, right? Yeah. But I think that there was... I think that she definitely entertained the idea of going with Zane. Um, but I don't know that it was a trust thing. Arzu says she accepted his word on set. Yeah, but I don't think it was because... I think it's because she wanted to, right? And also I think the, that what, the pieces fit. I, yeah, I think that... I think that I think Vin was waiting for anybody to give her a way to participate in this story. Yeah. And Zane did it. And I think that she went with him because she was like, oh, finally something to do here. Yeah. I feel like I've just been staying up all night waiting for something to happen. And I think that if she wasn't so desperate to get in this fight, I don't think she would have trusted him on set nearly as much. But she wanted to... You know, I I think that that for her was a tension release. The tension of the siege. The tension of what's going on with Ellen. All of these things going around. And somebody shows up and is like, here's an actionable thing that you can do right now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, fucking great. I just want to do something. And I think that if she wasn't in the situation where everything else was as difficult as it was. And everything else wasn't as stalled as it was. Mm -hmm. I think that Vin might have made a different choice there. Yeah, I I do agree with that. And I think it's tough for you to take the lesson of, of trust like too far in a sense Mm -hmm. like i think that i think that one of the strongest things that you can 
do is like trust other people and it, it's it's on them if mm-hmm. they if if they fuck that up um right like i like it's it's like vin talks about even if they do betray you right even even if they fuck up even if something happens it is like worth the 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 camaraderie the relationships the the trust the friendship that like, it is worth all of those things yeah um and i i i am very much of the same mindset i also think that he did save her life so it is one of those things where it's i don't know if she trusted him too much yeah i don't know because she he did save her life and i think that 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 earns a lot in my mind yeah i think that's totally valid you know yeah i think that he wasn't worthy of trust but i don't think that she took trust too far yeah because ultimately she was her hackles were raised enough that she did not die when they fought yeah even though he had atm on him you know what i mean like ultimately i think that she was aware she was just mistrusting of him enough to not get totally blindsided by him yeah agreed uh question two on a government level ellen tried to trust in his laws and the representatives but those laws were turned against him do you think his failure as a king was due more to their lack of trust in him or to ellen being too trusting of them and their motives i think that ellen was never a king uh and they used the word wrong he was a prime minister well uh, sure sure you know Um, what i mean like but no but he wasn't a king he had no like he didn't have a royal decree to allowing him to be the ruler of his people. Yeah, it's just, it, it was just a title. Um, yeah, and so... Because it means something different for these people, obviously, in this world. No, but not really, right? Like, it, the Lord Ruler was a king in the traditional sense of, like, there was a... He was literally a god, right? And I think that I think that Ellen created great rules for great checks and balances. I think the problem is that the checks and balances rules go out the window in a siege, right? And I think that he would have been, he would have held out a lot longer within that rule set, except that they were besieged by two armies and they were a small city. Like, I I don't know, I don't know that any rule set would have made things different. I don't know if like a different set of laws, obviously if he had been more of a king king and he had a set of laws that allowed him to just be in charge all the time, no matter what, it would have played out a little bit differently. Yeah. But I don't know that there is, like, uh, I don't know that what laws he could have put in place that would have... I think Ellen, honestly, has the awareness to nail it on the head in the book. That he... It, it, it is less to do with trust and more to do with respect. Like, mm-hmm. Ellen says that he ignored these men. And they didn't like that. <laughs> like, that, that, is, that is a too big yeah. of a part to, to ignore. And I... I, I <clears throat> yeah, I again, again, it kind of relates back to the same thing. I don't think it's on Ellen being too trusting. I think that in order to to set to to cry, try and create a world that you want to live in, mm-hmm. you have to give that trust to people. And if they use that against you and fuck it up, like that's on them. Like they're, then they're 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 pieces of shit. But the world only gets better if people try and make it better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And trust is a big part of that. I think. Yeah, no, I think that he was a bad leader, but I think that he was a good person. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Third question is, uh, on a religious level, we see two instances of person's beliefs being used against them. Zane believing he is crazy and Sezed and Vin's faith in false prophecy. Do you think that they simply trusted too much in a single source of information? Or is betrayal by religion being portrayed as an inevitability? 
Well, well, do I have do I have news for you about the King James Bible? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Connor Crane says I think they use the word king because they don't know another word for a leader. But why do they have the word king? Is the question that I have? Because there've been kings before. There hasn't been though. The Lord ruler is and is the Lord ruler. There's no king before. There's no king in this world. That's what drives me crazy about it. Is that king comes out of nowhere and it's. Well, they have to call it something. I know, but it's. Would you like, rather they called it a schmuck? Like. They just make up a word for it? Yeah. Prime minister also would have been made up. Like. Well, no, you could have had prime ministers underneath the Lord Ruler. We have that in but our there world isn't. where. That doesn't exist. But I'm saying that, like, there. I, I'm saying that king is a word that comes from nothing within the text. Yes. It just appears suddenly that they're like, that oh, you'll be Sanderson the king. Picked. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I, I would like to know why. If, if he's not going to be a monarch, why why the word king, right? Where did that come from? It seems somewhat relevant to the book, but everybody chooses king on in every Somebody's dominance. Somebody's like, oh, I've heard the name king, or I've heard the word king before, so we're just going to all collectively. I, I, for me... I just would have liked to have known why that was the word that everybody chose across multiple dominances. Well, there has to be some history of kings because obviously, like, Tindwell has studied leaders and kings before. And so even if, like, the normal, like, folk maybe don't know, I'm sure a lot of the nobles are aware of the word because there are a limited number of texts before the Lord Ruler took power. Maybe. May and that might be true. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, maybe, sure. Yeah. The world was destroyed. And I agree with, I agree with Nicholas Cordier. Like, the world was destroyed. I understand that there were nations before. They just, yeah, it was just, a king kind of came out of nowhere for me. And everybody's a king. Which I found to be like, it's interesting that they all chose king. Well, because once one person says it, like if you're like walking around, if you're walking around minding your own business and someone's like, oh yeah, Ellen became the king. And you're like, I have no context for what that means. But yeah, Ellen is the king. Yeah. Oh yeah, king. Sure. That's if you say so. Yeah. I'm just surprised they didn't have words within their culture that they went with. Right. Like I like I they're they have God and Lord ruler. Well, yeah, but there would have been like. Like, the Western dominance would have had some sort of, like, local governing official name. You know what I mean? But that wouldn't be the king of the Western dominance. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, but like prior to... While, while the Lord Ruler was still ruling... Yeah. There would have been a name for whoever was the, like, leader of the Western dominance underneath the Lord Ruler. I mean, there's nobles. No, but there would be somebody... Right. I don't. We are never shown that there is. Mm. Johnny, thank you for that super chat. It's a translation from this planet's language. And yeah, that yeah. just might be it, right? Like there might be their term for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I found it very interesting that I just found it interesting that everyone just is like, oh, I guess I'll be a king, and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to any of these people. Oh no, most of them it doesn't, but they hear the word king and they're like, well, that person s says that it, it they're a king, so that's what I'll call them. It's like if I'd never seen a giraffe before and someone was like, oh, that is a giraffe. And I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, no, it's not because I'd, I'd never seen a giraffe before or heard the word before. I'd be like, oh, that person says it's a giraffe. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 But in this case, it's more like you saw like a rhinoceros and someone told you that it was a giraffe. So you just like believe that it's a giraffe. 
Sure, and then it becomes a giraffe. Yeah. Everyone calls it a giraffe. Like the 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 thing is not born with a, a name. The name is is pushed onto you by other people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no like it's not Aragon where there is a like true language and everything has like a true name. If someone was like, oh yeah, this is a court, I'd be like, oh uh, this is a this is a court. Yeah, it's not that far off. I mean, sure, but like if everyone just decided that this color was orange and everyone collectively started calling it orange and be like, okay, well, it's kind of how like slang works. I think that what's weird about the whole king thing though is that Tindwill seems to want him to be an actual king, right? She wants him to be a leader as the leaders that she has studied. No, but she lit, no, I mean like literally, she's like, you're dumb for giving them a a way to depose you. Uh-huh. And it's because Elend doesn't want to be a king. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, the, the distinction there is important, but never explored. I, I think the book kind of, like, doesn't get into that Elend isn't trying to be a king. Like, that's not what his goal was. But like you said, they but have he no uses the name king for what a king is. In this world, but king Tindwell is basically does. replaced Tindwell by, like, knows Prime what Minister. a king is. Sure. Yes. And she arrives, and they're calling him the king. She's not going to be like, no, actually, you're all wrong. Actually, uh, he is a pr- prime minister. You're wrong. <laughs> but that's what she's mad at him for. It what? is It is absolutely relevant to the book, the conversation that we're having. Well, I, did, I didn't say it was irrelevant. Uh, Michael Kioski, thank you for that super chat. We don't <laughs> king shame on this channel. Thank you, Michael Kioski. <laughs> 20th century uh... modernist philosophy time. I am not a philosopher. In 20th century? I, look, I, I, I don't know. This is 21st century. Uh, no, it's just, it's just an interesting, it's one of those interesting things that just kind of like shows up. Like in our world, a king is someone appointed by God. Yeah. Um, but like in most fantasy, that's not true. The king is just the leader. That's not true. The majority of kings in fantasy are literally divine. There's a lot of fantasy that has no gods. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess not out of like the, tra- the the mainline traditional fantasy, yeah. But even like like uh, like fucking like Aragorn is like divinely god or divinely king. You know what I mean? Like the, the, his line is literally like the, the bread sure, to be the kings like, of Gondor. Theoden isn't. Yeah, he is. No, Theoden is just Theoden. Yeah, but he's his line. He's he's from a royal bloodline. Yeah. That believes that they're like. Yeah. Maybe there is a story in like Silmarillion or something that says how. I mean, like, fucking his Aslan makes stuff. fucking Peter God. Okay, but Peter Aslan King. is literally God. Like I, I that, know that's that my a, point, which that is, is how Peter becomes writer king. Writing a religious fantasy, which is how Peter becomes king. Sure, I'm just saying that there's there's definitely a lot of fantasy where like the <clears> king <throat> is not a divinely chosen leader. They just are the king. They are the leader. Yeah. 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 And so that's But that's the one not that we what Ellen is. <laughs> importantly, importantly to this story, that's not what Ellen is. Okay. That that just isn't. That isn't his job, right? He is not a king. He is at best the speaker of the house. Sure, but that doesn't sound as cool. No, I understand that it doesn't sound as cool. I'm not arguing about whether or not they should use the word. I'm saying that it is important for the distinction of how this governing body functions. And his place in it, that it he is, only, is not a king. It, but like, it is only important if the populace knows those distinctions, and they don't. 
To them, it is just a title. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the title anymore. I'm talking about his place in this government. Okay. He is not a king. In the term, not not that he isn't the word. He is the word. I get that he's the word. I'm very confused. I am saying that within the government, he is functionally not a king. Okay. In By the sense standards. that he cannot, he can't unilaterally do anything. That is what I am saying. Well, I mean, he kind of did. He was like, give me the power to parlay. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, uh, If you have to say, give me the power to do this, then you can't just, do, then you are not being the king of the situation. He has to ask. He has to work within the government. It is a government structure. It isn't a kingdom. Okay. Right? It is a, he is this, he is just, he is the prime minister of a body. That is all I am saying is that he does not have the power to just make the world what he wants. Okay. Because he isn't actually a king, which is why Tindwell is mad at him. I'm okay. just saying what's in the book. That is, that is just how this works. And yes, he calls himself a king. I think it's weird that he calls himself a king because he isn't really one. But and, and weirdly, he sets him up for himself for the problem by taking the term king, right? I mean, yeah, he could have been like, actually, I'm gonna call myself um, sacred. Yeah, I am the sacred. You're gonna have to call me that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> like, like he could, he could, he could have done anything and been like, oh no, it's not king. Actually, it's iPhone. See, but the I am the iPhone. <sighs> But sacred, but going to sacred, like sacred would also be a bad choice because it implies some sort of like divine reason. And that's not what Ellen wants. Ellen wants to set up a system where the person in his position is responsible to the people. Mm -hmm. And by giving himself the title of king, he has done a bad job of that immediately. But the people don't have context for what everybody a king seems is. no no no, but you can't say it because everyone seems to understand what a king is. Why? Nobody nobody in any of the book and no at no point uh -huh. does anyone go, what is a king? Everyone seems to know what that is. In multiple dominances. Nobody is confused by the term king. Uh, they, Johnny, sorry, before it disappears. Johnny, thank you for that super chat. Blorf. Ellen uh, is a Blorf. Yeah. yeah. He, he could have been like, yes, I am Blorf. And people would be like, ah, oh, sure, whatever you say, Blorf. Sure, but my point is that Ellen chose a title uh -huh. that is synonymous with rule. Okay. Right? And he didn't want to rule. But I'm saying that the people of this world, like, they don't know or understand You that. are saying that. They're, that isn't in the book at all. At no point in the book is it ever established I mean, that they, they don't, don't know have what education. the term king means. I know, but everyone just casually understands what king is in every scene that we see. Like, you, you're just saying that they don't understand what the word means, but the book very much does not set that up at any point. I thought that them not having any education from before the Lord Ruler was around, like, I thought that that was kind of implied. That you, they, all that they knew was a Lord Ruler. Right, but they say king and everybody just immediately is like, yeah, yeah, you're the king. I know what that means. Like, nobody, you. But that, that, that was like my point. Like, if I was walking down the road and I saw an animal that I didn't recognize and you were like, that's a mole rat. I'd be like, oh, sick, okay. And I would adopt that term. Sure. The, the problem with that example mm -hmm. is that they do, everyone seems to casually know what a king is, even though no one has any experience of it. I mean, I, it would be I, like if you and I were walking down the street and there was a mole rat and neither of us had ever seen a mole rat, but you pointed at it and went, oh, mole rat. And I was like, oh, right, a mole rat. I know that. Yeah, because I'd like heard it from someone else. 
That's that's how the the term king got sure. around because they they literally like uprooted the city, fucking overthrew everything, and someone was like, oh yeah, that guy, we're, we're not gonna call him Lord Ruler because yikes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll call him king. Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Uh, Nerdy, we acknowledge that the system he designed is not a monarchy, and therefore Ellen is not functionally the word for a male monarch. Yeah. That's yeah. the point that I've been trying to make. Sure. <laughs> but that's why he did a bad job. Anyway, on a religious level, um, I, I don't know that Zane... <laughs> Here, here's the problem. I don't think that Zane's beliefs are being used against him. In your question, Arzu. Zane believes that God is telling him to kill people. Uh -huh. And God is telling him to kill people. Well, like, but Zane does believe he's crazy. He's like, there's no way I hear voices. That's a crazy person thing. Right, but that's him using him him being crazy to not do what the religious thing wants him to do. I would say it's the opposite. Zane is like using his un his believing that he's crazy he's like, to no, not allow his religious faith to be used against him. Can't listen to that. I know that that thing's fucking psycho over there. <laughs> Zane spends the majority of this book being like, wow, God is a terrible person. I don't want to do what God wants. And at the end of the book, we're like, Zane's kind of right. God is a bad person. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know yet. I don't know what God actually does when he gets out. Like, we we are told at the end of this book that it's bad. But one of the interesting things about us being told at the end of the book is that it's bad is that we've been lied to the whole book. So... Why should we believe that it's bad when everything else has been a lie? It's true. This thing might be great. Yeah. God might be awesome. God might be like, oh, fucking finally, I can put the world back together and it's great. <laughs> we, we, we don't know. Now, the God did, you know, manipulate and lie and stuff to, like, get, like, freed. But, like, hey, if I was stuck in a cage for eternity, I, I might manipulate people's memories to, to get out be like thank god okay look i'm really sorry i did that but like i just i was it was getting so cramped in there I'm i mean sorry. all he did was change a couple of lines and a couple of poems yeah it's not like it, it's not like god was out here like murdering Our people god is in us <laughs> yeah. oh god uh yeah what if the god gets out and he's like why is there fucking ash everywhere clean that shit up Oh, sun, yellow. Oh, sky, blue. Um, Trees, green. follow-up to this question is, he believes that because the voice never told him to kill Vin, that Vin could save him? That's his fault. <laughs> that's not God. That's not, he's not being, that's not somebody using his beliefs against him. That's Zane's fault. He's the one who's assuming that. It is taking things to an extreme, I think, in like desperation. Yeah. For sure. He's like, oh God, I'm crazy. My life fucking sucks. But there, I, I want to have, it's like Sazed talks about the idea of hope. This mm -hmm. is Zane's idea of hope because he has nothing else in this world. Yeah. But that's, you know. Yeah. That's on him. God didn't tell him to do that. Look, Zane, I, I, Zane is a piece of shit, but like, you know, I, I do I do feel bad for his life. Mm-hmm. You know? Because what did, what did Straff do to break him? To make him snap, you know? What, did, what does Straff do to his children to see if they snap? bad things definitely bad things uh arzu says is an interpretation of a religion the whole point of it yeah but when your your, your initial question was we see two instances of a person's beliefs being used against them and zane's not no one's using zane's belief against him mm -hmm. right like he is being manipulated 
and he is resisting his own belief, right? He's not really... Yeah, that's a really weird convoluted situation. Like, his beliefs aren't being used against him because nobody else knows what they are. He is just... God is talking to him and he's ignoring God. Like, and, and making assumptions based on what God is saying. But God is not doing a great job of manipulating Zane into anything because Zane isn't functionally we, we only, doing it. Yeah, we only see God being like, kill them. And in terms of, like, isn't the whole point of religion interpreting it? Um, no, the point of religion is to create a structure under which you can manipulate large groups of people into behaving the way that you want them to. Oh, boy. All right, uh, Rob asks... Uh, <laughs> am, am I wrong? No. Are no. you going to tell me I'm wrong? I'm not. Her sister was a witch, bro! <laughs> she came down in a bubble! I really... I love that they don't remember what they fought about because I need to know. <laughs> I need to know what this fight was. Uh, no, I'm not, no, no, like, like not going to tell you the you're wrong. The purpose of religion is to like give a framework for people to live a better life and in doing so better it's life. created a framework for a lot of the largest cons in the history of mankind manipulation it's uh, almost like the jewish christian and muslim faiths are based on the same fucking book and yet somehow they no, can't, won't stop fighting about it we're different we're different yeah <laughs> yeah it's exhausting um, yeah. Uh, Rob asks, how do you think Ellen being misborn and emperor will affect his relationship with Vin in the future? Um, well, I, I think... I think their sex is going to get way better. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that they're they're going to fuck in so many weird ways. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of boinking going on. There's going to be, like, a whole, like, wing of the castle for them because, like, they're, like, just... We don't go oh, there. Oh, they're not fucking inside. With those superpowers, they're fucking in the sky. If you're they're walking like around in the mist, you're like, shotting. am I wet because of the mist or am I wet because the jizz is raining from yeah, above? They don't, Ellen's not going to be thrusting. He's just going to be like coin pushing his whole body. Oh, a thousand percent. As yeah, been yeah, like yeah, yeah. balances in the air. Yeah, definitely. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to take those memories and sell them to feed the kingdom. Because <laughs> everyone wants to know what oh. Mistborn sex is like. I wonder what Mistborn sex is like if only one of you is burning an ATM. Like, you, like, just get, like, an image of all the different things they might do to you. Yeah, I feel like you couldn't come so that way because it'd be like, oh, what but, uh, what if they do that next? Oh, they didn't do that next. That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be tough. You Can you imagine how, like, d tough your restraints would have to be to tie up a pewter arm, though? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the challenge. That would be what makes it fun. Just like fucking iron shackles. <laughs> oh my god. Um I know it wasn't your intended answer. Um I should have known the answer if you had to <laughs> Uh I, I, I really think that it is going to bring them closer together. Like I think that Vin mm -hmm. making the choice that she does. And him becoming a misborn is going to allow them to now relate to each other on a different level. Yeah. And, and I also fair. think that Vin had a lot of growth in book two in like almost like Ellen's direction where she did that research, right? And Ellen mm. got so fucking hard yeah. when he saw that she was like researching and reading, you know? Um, so I think that they like th the book is 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 really bringing their relationship closer based on like what's happening they're also married now like i i, I feel like if if they're allowed to if blink. the emperor thing gets weird 
then that's kind of on Vin. Like, you married into this. You knew what you were getting. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just have to... I think that if you blame somebody for their job after you married them, when they had the job before you got married to them, then you have... Um, then you have kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nicholas Cardillo, thank you for that super chat. Uh, yeah, thank you for super chatting, but, uh... I have no idea what you asked. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's one of those things where if you're trying to, like, grab our nose and lead us in a direction, that's, that's a little bit spoilery. Is that what happened? Uh, apparently, uh, according to Arzu and James Ross, it was a very leading question. Cool. Yeah. So, sorry, Nicholas, but thank you so much for the super chat. I yeah, I appreciate that. Don't know what to say now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that, like... I feel like they want to be emperor together. I think that Vin is like, I think she wants to be the empress. I feel like she's... She gets to wear so many pretty dresses. Yeah, she wants to save the... She At the end of the day, she wants to help Ellen do the right thing. I think they're going to be on the same page. But I don't know. I haven't read the book. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Rob Ross also asks, what, how do you think the trauma our core thieving crew has experienced will manifest later, if at all? I don't know that it's going to manifest. I think that it's going to be an ongoing experience of them being sad for a bit. Although, actually, that kind of depends on how big the time skip is between books. Like, I, I could see the next book starting with Dachshund's funeral, or I could see it starting a year later. And, like, right. how they're feeling about it is going to be very different. What if the book starts with Breeze? I wouldn't, yeah, but when, right? Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. It's going to start with Ariane, just, like, rioting Breeze to wake him back up. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I just, I think that, like, the, I don't think, what, what, what one thing that I think is interesting is, um... There is a spoiler channel in the Discord for Dune. Uh, yes. The I think it's there's interesting. like a sorry there's there's like a full Cosmere and then like an Arrow one so you can yeah. pick your poison. Uh, they, I think that they are. I don't think this is a new trauma for any of them. Interestingly, except maybe Breeze, but like they Fair. all watched Kelsier die a year ago. Yeah. Vin's whole life has been dark and difficult, so I think that the. The interesting thing is that I, I don't know that anyone has been newly traumatized here. Now, among our thieving crew, I think that Ellen yeah. is kind of the one who's experienced this for the first time. Ellen's says got... is very yes. Ellen has a yes, and says it says it's says it's yeah. It's very sad. <gasps> Kenny Tiology. Kenny Tiology, thank you so much. Florence Pewter dragging. <laughs> That's why she's perfect casting. We're gonna go see her later today. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Oh. No, we're going to rewatch number one tonight, and then I think go see two tomorrow. Oh, I thought we were going to go see the movie and get a review up today. Oh, I thought you wanted to, like, I thought I said I wanted to, that, but, but we didn't have time to. We'll figure that out. Cool. Dune 2 in theaters now. Kenny, thank you for that $20, because we're going to use it to go see Dune. Yeah. Uh, I Look, I want to be clear. We are not sponsored by Dune, but movie theaters are having a hard time, and it's getting good reviews. So go see it in a movie theater and aw, buy yeah. a ticket. Yeah. Buy, you know what? Buy popcorn. Go, go support your local cinema. By buying popcorn. That is how they make most of their money. <laughs> yeah. Go, go support your local cinema, because they need your support. Right now. Uh, it's want, been a bad year. Yeah. I want a fleshlight sandworm. I don't think they sell those in Canada, unfortunately. But yeah, those if are If someone hilarious. wants to send us one, our P.O. box is in the description our, of this video. Yes. And 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 if you send it to us, there is a non-zero chance it might make it onto the set somehow. <laughs> How do I a start a mod cake fund like monkey? <laughs> 
this, this, do you Are want all of cake? our mods going to do this now? Guys, it's time for uh, James Ross to get some cake. So let's uh, let's make that happen for them, okay? Uh, oh, also, I just wanted to say a big thank you um, uh, to uh, College Row. Uh, we got the cookies. Thank you so much. Yes. We have Girl Scout cookies. We're going to try them, make a video, Next all that week. fun stuff. But yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Rob yes. Ross says, what do you think will happen to Martian Book 3? I think that we will find out that he is actually the good guy and that he was trying to stop Sezed from releasing God and that he... What? Oh, I thought Marsh was there to guarantee that Vin released him. I feel... Here's, I don't think here's, that's it. I think that Marsh thought that Vin would here's my take theory. the power to save... Um... Here's my theory about the spikes. Okay. The spikes are made from the well, and they connect the person to okay. God, because Zane could hear God's voice, and Zane has a spike in him. Oh. Yes, and so do the Inquisitors. And I think that the Inquisitors have a bunch of spikes in them, so they're able to be controlled by God. Like, genuinely, like, they do not have bodily autonomy. Like, I think that, I think that Marsh is very aware of, of, of what is happening and can do nothing to stop himself from from doing it um okay i don't know i i have i have a hope deep in my nutsack that marsh is still a good guy oh i think marsh is still a good guy who has zero control but yes then he's never gonna get it back right unless you find the spike that is the like controlling by because there's different spikes right mm. so if you take one out or you take a specific or certain ones out i think that marsh actually has a chance to be freed from god which, that's a weird line. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, Pilks asks, what, who do you think will carry over to Era 2? I don't know. I don't know, because all I know about the, like, Cosmere-verse... Yeah. ...is that it's, like, different worlds or planets or... But Mistborn is Era 2 of this world. Oh. I believe. I think Vin will. Because I think that no matter what the time skip is, because Vin is like the Lord Ruler in that she can do both, mm -hmm. I think that Vin will be able to live forever like the Lord Ruler did. I think that like Vin is le going to learn how to use her fair chemical side. And she's going to be able to, like, live into... She's going to be able to do that same technique of, like, storing age and, like, to, like, live longer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because she's... I think that as soon as you have an immortal leader... I don't think she's going to be the leader. She's just, like, I a think guardian. she's just around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I think that Ellen will die. But I think that. So do then... you think that she'll be able to like give herself Farukemi in the same way that like Alamancy was created? No, I think that she already can. She just doesn't know how yet. Because I think that that's what is allowing her to pierce copper clouds and stuff, right? That is what it seems like. Yes, and yeah. also um, she is incredibly powerful, like like far beyond what she is capable of and yeah. maybe 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 that's how she was able to draw in the mists i think that whatever the, maybe is... the mist is like a giant like metal mind something but, like, like that, dispersed yeah. 
I think that there's something about her power set that is going to allow her to live supernaturally long. And that is going to allow her to kind of be a mentor character for Era 2 or a teacher or like the Kelsier of Era 2 or something like that. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if Era 2 was, like, Vin was, like, around as kind of, like, a presence, but less of a character. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't right? think she's going to yeah. be an important character. I don't yeah. think she's going to be the lead. Yeah. I think she's going to be, like, a Docs or a Breeze or, you know, like, she'll be present. Or, like, a Tindwill where she'll be in one book and she'll have a big part to play in, like, yeah. setting up the yeah. next plot line. But, uh, but honestly, I think, like... Did, did Rob, Rob, James, James Ross... I think retracted Arzu. Oh my god, the mods are fighting. Everyone. Oh my god, the mods are fighting. What are we going to do? The mods are modding. The mods are modding each other. They've gained sentience. But I can't imagine anyone else makes it into Era 2. I think that there will be a big enough time skip that only magical life would get you there. I feel like I'm in agreement. Yeah. 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 Maybe, like, maybe Seized. No, she will didn't. no i know she retracted she did it herself it, but you were like civil war <laughs> uh sweet and savory says how do you think things might have changed if tensoon had never taken orsur's body if we had orsur as the chandra for the whole book weirdly not much other than the zane vin fight would have been different but i think that it would have played out mostly similarly between her between uh orsur and vin yeah it depends on like or Sor's lived experiences as a Chandra, and if the like, if 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 Or Sor and Vin would have been able to navigate a similar relationship path of oh, you know what might have been interesting. What Or Sor might have been more upset as a Chandra about being made to be a dog, but because Tensoon was following Zane's orders to do whatever to not be suspicious, they might not have been as mad at Vin for what Vin was doing as Or Sor would have been. Because they had blamed Zane. Because they blamed it. Zane and said, so maybe the only reason that or that Tensoon was able to be okay with the fact that Vin did the dog thing to a Chandra was because they blamed Zane for them being in that position uh -huh. and not Orsor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I could see that. Interesting. We'll, ne we'll never know, but it's fun to it's think about. It's an interesting thing to think about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Talcomar Althora says, go back and read the first epigraph. Feel silly yet. From Well of Ascension? Yeah, from Well of Ascension? Or from here, or from the fucking Dark Times. Dark Times, guys. <laughs> Petition to rename the first book. From Hero of Ages? That book is not in here. I write these words in steel, for anything not set in metal cannot be trusted. No, I don't feel that silly. From Well of Ascension. I think it's smart. I think it's a brilliant way to set up the book. Um, for anything not set in steel cannot be trusted. I mean, yeah. Like, I we should have known that the rubbing, like, yeah. I think to, like, do that and then put it in the rubbing, I think is really smart. I, I really like how they handled it. I think that it is a great swerve. Yeah. If, I, if I had figured it out earlier, I would have had less fun with it. I like that the reveal comes when it does. Me too. I, I think, yeah, if I had predicted it, if I would have been like, God damn. If it was too obvious, mm -hmm. then I, I I think that it would have been, the moment wouldn't have hit at all. And that would have sucked. I would have been like, oh yeah, I was right. Yeah. As opposed to being like, oh, like I lost it. And so I think that the, the amount of vagueness is perfect for the enjoyment of yeah, which is the fun because hitting. it's mentioned several times. Yeah. And like, I still was like, nah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like... 
I think that some people get so proud of guessing something before it happens mm -hmm. that they don't realize that in the effort of trying to constantly be ahead of the book, you at times can rob yourself of the joy of the moment you are supposed to experience a reveal. And I think that like, I do this sometimes a thousand percent where I will kill a reveal in a book for myself by spending too much time trying to figure it out and not just reading it until the reveal is revealed to me. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think that I was like really, I was set up so well for this reveal and it just, it took me out at the knees in the exact way that it was trying to do. And I loved it. Yeah. 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 So no, I don't feel as Philly. I feel like I was taken on a ride by a great author. Hell yeah. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. And I think that I think that Brandon Sanderson does that in the epigraphs in both books. I think that he is really masterful at when he drops information in his novels. Mm -hmm. And I think that he probably spends a lot of time thinking about exactly when information is going to be dropped. And because of that, I trust that information is going to be dropped. You know what I mean? Yes. I trust in his ability to lead me to the point that I want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 Yeah. It's, yeah, I, look, I, as fun as it is kind of predicting things early or like, you know, having a theory proven right, sometimes it's nice to just be on the roller coaster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gryback says the more, one thing I learned, loved about Sanderson books is the more you read, the more you learn to read between the lines because they're well written. The new fun begins to be whether you're reading pans out. That's fun. Yeah. 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 These, look, uh, Brandon Sanderson is an incredible writer. Uh, all right. Next question is... Uh, Chloe asks, who is your favorite character and why is it Tensoon? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chloe. It's not Tensoon. But Tensoon's up there. It's... But my favorite character is Zane. Disgusting. I'm kidding. Get uh... out of here. Get out of here. My favorite character, I don't know. It's weird. It's Vin because she's the mean character. But, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big Ariane fan. Okay. You know, okay. I, I really, the, the moment that really made me love Ariane is her riding ahead of her dad and being like, look, I'm going to go ride into that war. Either you come with me and try and keep me alive or you watch me die. And I was like, fuck, Ariane, you. Look, I get it. I, get I think it. that what you're doing to Breeze is super questionable, but the yeah. lengths you're going to save his life are, per, are pretty sick, girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think she's fantastic. I, I will say, though, that Tensoon is one of my favorite characters for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, the relationship with Vin, how it grows, how Tensoon is able to circumvent things or reveal things, yeah. like it all plays out so well that I... I I really hope he comes back. Like I, I, I hope he's in the third book because yeah, I, I think he's great. Honestly, very fascinating. Yeah, fascinating character, and I think the Conjure are going to be very important for what whatever comes next. Um, so yeah, my, but my actual favorite character is Vin. I, I, I will, I would die for Vin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Syrian says, in Final Empire, Alendi writes in his logbook something like this. If there is a prophecy, it means something must be watching. Something cares. In the end, I am comforted by the knowledge that if I fail, someone else will take up my work. Given how things turned out, what are your thoughts on how these books execute the chosen one trope? I like it because there is no chosen one, which is fun. Uh, Unless it is Vin. The prophecies are all just people being manipulated into doing dumb things. By God. And I think that that's what prophecies really are, is just people 
people taking words and ascribing purpose to them so that they feel like their lives have meaning. And unfortunately, the people that spend too much time doing that don't realize that the meaning in life is the way that you spend your life. And if you spend your whole life looking towards the future, you probably miss out on all the stuff that's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you can always try to be the best person ever, but Mm -hmm. you're not going to be. And so sometimes it's nice to just like enjoy life and yeah fair no i i I think it's well done um yeah yeah religion's a tough thing guys uh (laughs) Uh i like the prophecies in this though i like that they're they're lies i like that they're not just like telling me what's going to happen in the book i think that that's what i think because i'm i'm anti-prophecy i'm on record i don't like prophecy Uh, But I think that what I don't like about prophecy typically is the way in which it just sort of tells me what's going to happen. And the prophecies in this book don't tell you what's going to happen at all. And sometimes they're straight up lies. And I think that the the mixture of those two things is wonderful because, you know, like I I spent the entire Harry Potter series being like, well, Harry and Voldemort are going to fight because you told me that they're they're going to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, it, that he's the only person that can do the thing because he has to do the thing because you, there's a fucking like paragraph of text in this that says he has to do the thing. Yeah. And that to me just ultimately is bland because I want to believe that fucking Lester Bornis could come through and kill God next Neville. book. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, but like, you know, I think that prophecy is just at times... And I felt this through all of Wheel of Time. I complained about the prophecies in that all the time. So I was like, fuck, okay, well, I'm just fucking waiting for this to happen now. Yeah. And it's not about what our characters are doing. It's that the, the you decided that this happens on page 700. And in page 30, you told me that it was going to happen. So I'm going to read until 700 to find out the thing that you told me was going to happen. Yeah. I'm not shocked because, yeah, you said it. The prophecies in this don't do that. There's no, like... I don't know what's going to happen in the next book. I don't even know who God is. I don't know what God wants. It's it's so Are they even fun a God? to we have prophecy. God, yeah, we just think God because that's what Zane called it, right? Like Yeah. I mean, it's clearly some kind of God. It's some kind if of God. If Roshek used being, it yeah. to... Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it could be like a really powerful like warlock kind of thing. L- who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I just think that if you, anytime I read a book where there's a prophecy that tells me what a character is going to do later in the book, I go, I could have just found that out when they did it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need you to tell me that the character was going to do something later on. The fun part is turning it on its head. Yeah. Um, and, and playing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Gordy, Jordy fan? Jordy fan. Jordy fan? Uh, asks, Brandon Sanderson is a master of plot twists. Out of some major plot twists in the series so far, listed below, which are your favorites and why? Uh, Kelsier's full plan, Marsh's an inquisitor, Rashik is the Lord Ruler, his or immortality derived from Ferrakimi, the traitor is revealed to be Orsua, who is actually Tensoon, and I write these words based in, or I write these words in steel. I write these words in steel is my favorite. Okay, mine is Tensoon. That's my number two. Okay. Yeah, I think that those two are the best. The, the last two in that list are the best ones. Um, Rashek being the the Lord Ruler. Well, I I don't know that 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 one didn't hit as hard. I that one it's, kind of felt a little bit more. It's because reasonable. well, I, I and I think that like not because it's a bad reveal. It's at the bottom of my list, but only because I I 
these characters aren't relevant. Things have already happened. It doesn't actually matter or affect anything. It's just retroactively finding out information and clarifying it, which still very cool. But the others meant something very immediate for our characters in the now, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think that like Rashek being the Lord Ruler had less immediate impact on like the characters in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rashek one doesn't mean anything to our main characters is why. Yeah. It's just information. Yeah. Right? Whereas, oh, like, his name is Rashek and not Elendi. Marsh being alive matters emotionally. I think that that's what it is. It's the ones that hit hard emotionally that are really cool. Yeah. To me. Um, and, like, Seizet's response to the, I write this words in seal and realizing that he's been fucked with so hard is so good mm -hmm. that that's why it's my favorite one. Is is isn't because of the reveal for me. It is because of Seizet's emotional response to it. Yeah. That's what I think is so awesome about it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um... James Ross says, you should read Name of the Wind if you hate prophecies. That's another series I have a love-hate relationship with. Is your love that it is good and your hate that the third book will never come out? <laughs> that you never get I to just finish? cannot, I cannot start a Patrick Rothfuss series until he finishes a series. Yeah. I don't, just based on everything I've heard about him, and I love him on Critical Role. I think he's a great role player, but the, he, he, he does like a guest spot in campaign one. Um. But I literally am like, I'm not going to start a Patrick Rothfuss series knowing that. Who knows? Maybe if he puts out the charity chapter, I'll, I'll read some of it. Um, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, Demetrius asked, the, this book, the Sanderlanch extracted a heavy toll. What about book three? Who do you see surviving and who not? Uh, I really don't know how to answer that right now because I don't know how far forward we're going and who is still, like, around. I... I don't know that I feel like this Sanderlanch thing is real. What do you mean? People are like, oh my god, the, his books always end with a Sanderlanch where, like, so much happens at the end of the books. But all of it was set up. Yeah. Like, it just felt... I, I don't know. I, I it, felt, it didn't feel any different for me from, like, the end of... Shadow Rising and how much happens there. But it's there. like you're pushing the ball up the hill, you're setting it up, and then as soon as you tip it, it like does not stop. When people, there, The momentum is so forward driven. When people tell me about the Sandalanch, right? When it was brought up to me, I thought that what they meant was that not like it, that it was all set up and then all action at the end, right? Oh. But there's so much action throughout this book that it doesn't feel like it's Sander Lanches at the end because you get you literally start with the eight-on-one assassin fight at the beginning, which is awesome. Yeah. You have the violent fight scene in the, um, the like, courtroom fight scene, which is awesome. You also get the, like, attack on Set's fortress fight scene. So it's... I, I just... I, when, I, when I first heard the term Sanderlanch, I thought it meant that, they, that his books were backloaded with action and that he spent the rest of the book setting up to that action. But I actually think the way action is set up in this book is fairly consistent. So I didn't feel Sanderlanchy about it because it just kind of like, it's pretty action heavy in each section of the three that we did. Yeah, interesting. And I, I don't know. I, I think that it just, I, I think it works. I feel like I never felt overwhelmed in this back half of this book. Maybe that maybe it I, just means that like there is no point to be able to stop and put the book down in, in the once the ball gets rolling. Which I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I think that I I never feel overwhelmed by his writing. And that's what Sanderlanch the the term Sanderlanch feels to me like it should feel overwhelming. Yeah. And it never does. It really always feels very carefully paced 
in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 of the two Brandon Sanderson books we've read, neither of them have ever felt like I was not able to keep up with it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think maybe the term Sanderlanch is a little bit like intimidating, but once you understand what it is, I think um, someone said it. Uh, Ember Rice says, I think Sanderlanch is just exceptionally good pacing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know, I don't know who survives book three, because I don't really know, actually, who is in book three. Like, the, yeah. Because, mm -hmm. like, Well of Ascension didn't really start the the, the way that I, I thought it might, so I... I don't know when we're starting. Yeah, I don't know. It could be ten years later, and I'd be like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely people will die, I, I, I know that much for sure. Uh, Josh Timkoas, how central to the book do you think the title The Well of Ascension was, and if not, what do you think a more apt title should be? No, I I can't imagine changing the title of the no, book. No, I think it works. I think it works great. It is it, it is, is the literally crux. the heart of everything going on in Vin's life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is the thing that's lying to them. It is the thing that's manipulating them. Like, yeah, I I, I can't imagine changing the title of the book. Yeah. Because it is it is the whole thing, right? It mm -hmm. is. And and even the siege, like the siege, is in its own way on the Well of Ascension, which is in the middle of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they just I, don't I know agree. it. Just because our characters don't know that they're protecting the Well of Ascension, I, it doesn't mean that they aren't, right? Yeah. It's where the power comes from. It's where, like, the, the power that gives it in the ability to um, control the Coloss comes from. Like, it, 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 it is the center of the... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a perfect title. Yeah. It didn't feel like it at the end of, like, our second week of reading. So I was like, what? But at, at the end of the book, like... When it makes sense, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. I, I think the whole book literally revolves around the Well of Ascension. Yeah. I think that if they were going to a bunch of different countries and if it was like a like maybe more of a like adventure story, maybe it wouldn't. But because like they're, like they're literally the above it. Yeah. 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 Um, Jabroni says, do you think if you burn iron, you would become anemic? Absolutely. Oh, Vin. Vin was absolutely anemic. Granted, most women are. But um, Vin was absolutely anemic. Oh, you know what sucks? Prior I can, I to never, consuming metals. I could never be a mistborn. Why? I like I... I react very poorly to iron supplements. Well, like, you, but you would burn them. You wouldn't actually digest them. Yeah, but, like, I don't think that it you... I know you have to burn them all before you go to bed, but your body is still going to, like, very slowly, like, break them down while they're in your stomach acid. No, they've been burned. They don't exist anymore. You 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 digest all day. Like, like at all times. You don't only digest at night. Your stomach acid would like you could pewter drag, you could you could burn pewter to have a higher constitution, and you would be able to survive the iron. Sh sure, sure. You would just have to burn pewter to use iron, <laughs> which you have to anyway because you're fucking flipping and flying around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely, I definitely think that um, most misborn have anemia, probably, and a bunch of other medical conditions I guess, can you they would also have terrible your, whiplash can you burn the metal that's in your blood though yeah that's how vin was no that's how vin was um burning like naturally prior to drinking metals no she was she was burning them naturally because they were in like the water supply and in her stomach and they would accumulate like very very slowly yeah in her blood in her blood yeah that's what happens when you drink it it gets in your bloodstream and then that's how she had it that's where it accumulates it doesn't accumulate no, in your you, stomach like copper doesn't go into your blood yeah, it does so does iron that's how you're anemic 
That's that's just that is how it works. I know iron does because that's where all I metals s- do. Heavy metals you can get really any of it can end okay. up in your bloodstream. All right. Yeah. I yeah, I thought it accumulated in her stomach. I, I don't no, know. your stomach really just processes things. It doesn't really like absorb there. The only thing that absorbs in your stomach lining is protein. All right. Yeah. And then everything else kind of like moves on to your intestine, and then it gets from your intestine directly into your bloodstream. And the magic school bus. And then it goes to your kidney. Honestly, she's probably burning stuff in her stomach, but she's probably also burning stuff in her kidney. Maybe her liver. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Don't eat lead. Yeah, don't do that. Like our parents did. Uh, <laughs> um, Wild. Slim Sh- Shims Lady says, as a big advocate for justice reform and a rehabilitative re- re- rehabilitative pro- approach. <laughs> Woo! I'm dyslexic. I, for one, am glad that the entity trapped in the Law of Ascension has been released. Happy for you. Cool. Uh, what crimes do you think? <laughs> do you guys think led to its imprisonment? And what will it do with its new lease on life? How hopeful are we that it won't become a recidivist? Was it imprisoned? It kind of feels like that's what. Like, how the do you think? What do you think trapped it in there, and how was it trapped? I, I don't know. This is the thing. Like, if it's God, then Satan. I don't know. <laughs> like, actually, the mist wraith is Satan. Yes, the mist wraith is Satan, it's just and it has liquefied been protecting... Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think he's gonna be a good guy. I think that it's. I think it's gonna be a bad person. What do you mean? He hasn't done anything wrong so far. Maybe I have he's no idea. Seen the it depends of his on. Ways. I think it depends on whether or not the mists are actually killing people because of him, right? Oh. If he has missed, because if he has missed out there committing murder, he's not a good dude. So yeah. we put Jesus in a blender and built a well. Yeah, that basically. checks out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think trapped it in there? Other God. Satan. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I was going to make a Baldur's Gate 3 joke, but it's spoilers Rack 3. Yeah, don't Uh, that. yeah, I don't know. Dude, this is the part of the thing that is the weirdest to me. I don't fucking know. I have no idea if it's even imprisoned. The last sentence of Quan's message is God was imprisoned in the well. Yeah, but like, by who? When? You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. It, like, I, I don't think that people should be locked up forever. I just don't know, like, I don't know that it was locked up. You know what I mean? And if it was, by who? You know? God just fell into a well and needed Lassie to get him out. I love that. Uh, Demetra says, imagine you're in a real-world situation similar to Ellen in this book. You're defending a late medieval city from two opposing armies that are much larger than yours. These armies are also opposed to each other. You have no fantasy shenanigans. How would you go about solving this scenario? Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> the problem... Th- there, there's multiple problems here, Demetrios. The first problem here is that the ash falls make growing food in this world very difficult, right? So, the things that I would suggest that you do... Uh, like turning public parks into uh, gardens for vegetables that grow quicker than others might be a little bit hard to do. I don't know how much sunshine Luthadel gets, and I don't really understand how food is grown in this world if nothing is green. The food situation in the Mistborn series admittedly does not make a lot of sense to me, but it's magic, so I kind of allow it. Not allow it. 
I, I don't allow it. I just accept it. If I was going to do this, the way that I would do it is I would use the holes in the walls to sneak units of spies into either camp and attempt to get them to skirmish on their borders as much as possible. I would be sowing division between those two armies. Uh, and I would, especially if I had Vin, I would have Vin essentially using her power to try and Ac create accidents between the two forces that cause them to fight each other as much as possible. Um, at the point where that is no longer an option, right? At the point where one of them is going to attack the walls, I would... What is the standard unit for measuring spies? I don't know. People, probably. Um, <laughs> how one many... black widow... <laughs> Two black widows. Uh, I, I think that it, it really just depends on what kind of a city you have and what defenses you have available to you, right? Like You build a moat. Well, yeah, you should have a moat. The fact that Luthadel doesn't have a moat is insane to me. Well, no, it's it's not really because the Lord Ruler w would never fucking need one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah. In the year after, in the year that I had been king... Would have built a moat. I would have built a moat. Given people jobs... Yeah. I immediately, like, one of the first things that I would have done looking at the city is dug a, dug a ditch. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll hear me say this. If you watch our reactions to fantasy stuff a lot, where I, if you want to have a medieval city with a wall that is defendable, then there should be a ditch in front of it. <laughs> there should always be a ditch. Um, and it's exhausting that so many things don't have them. Uh, the masculine urge to dig. <laughs> yes. Diggy, diggy hole. Diggy diggy hole. I, I am, am a dwarf and I dig in a hole. Diggy diggy hole. <laughs> uh, last uh, ditch effort. Very funny. Katharak, welcome back to the nerd table. Ellen really should have read Parker's 16 Ways to Defend a Walled City. I haven't read that, but it, it sounds like sure. it sounds like a book that would be very much up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like the defense fire of walled arrows? cities. No. <laughs> fire arrows are not great. I know, trust me. Fire arrows don't actually do that much more damage to a person than a regular arrow. No, they like, don't. Like, fire arrows have such a limited use case, and that limited use case is mostly naval combat. Yeah, yeah. Like, the the, 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 the best use of a Unless fire arrow is... Unless you really think is... you can explode, like, a barrel of oil, but, like... The okay, but there would have to be a, a barrel of oil. And you would have to pierce the barrel. yes. Yes. Without the fire going out. Like, yes. the chances Which of that happening are like so thin. nothing, yeah. The, the, the arrow goes so fast, it just blows itself out. The best the best way to use a fire arrow is to try and catch a, a ship's uh, sail on yeah. fire. Mm -hmm. That is that is the best use case of it. Usually, you're better off just using normal arrows. Um, yeah. Burning moat. Lighting, lighting shit on fire with an arrow isn't as easy as you think. Burning moat. Oh. Medium <laughs> makes a ring it. of fire around. I fell into that burning ring of fire. That's what God said. I went down, 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 but the flames they got higher, and it burns, burns, burns that ring of fire around the well of ascension. How about ice arrows? I mean, if we're doing magic shit, then yeah, use use magic. Yeah, shit. go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, fire arrows also do work as kind of tracer rounds during night combat. Um, 
I don't know what tracer rounds are. Do you mean you give away your position? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The most most insane thing about that House of the Dragon scene is that they're shooting at a dragon (laughs) at night, but they're shooting fire arrows at a dragon, which that's not going to hurt To tell the dragon. To tell the dragon where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so insane. Yeah. 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 No, you're better off to just use arrows. You just, you are. You're better off to not use fire arrows. Or magic missile, yeah. Good yeah. call, good call. Uh, un- un- unless you are, like, re- unless you are sure that the ground that the enemy army is running on is, like, very, very dry grass and will catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the chances of it, yeah. Uh, the barrel won't explode because of the stoichiometric ratio. There's not enough air in the barrel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The stoichiometric. Yeah. Anyway, I think that I would I would have to see the city. I think that Ellen probably had enough people to actually defend the city pretty well. Um, if he had been prepping the whole year. If they yeah, if they had prepped for a year. I think the problem is that Ellen just assumes no one's gonna attack them. <laughs> Ellen is like, everyone is a good person. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, like, there there are so many different ways that they could have protected the gates, but they kind of just didn't put anything in front of the gates. So the Coloss had a free run at the gates, which is insane to me. They could have like barricaded. You know, there's a lot of like, yeah, like all of the noble houses that they abandoned because they were bad for heating could have been dismantled into like rubble. Yeah. Um. There, but... There's a lot of things they could have done, but um, they were too busy with other stuff. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. Catherine Mack uh, asked, how well do you think the logistics and details of the siege of Luthadel are portrayed in the book? I think they're mostly good. I, I think the yeah, one... Yeah, I followed pretty well. The one question... The one question that I really would like to know more about this world is how are they feeding this many people? Like, even when things were good, based on my understanding about how important sunlight is to grow stuff, how are they feeding people is like such a strange because we don't talk about food in this series very much yeah it's just kind of like uh, don't worry about it yeah and so when it comes to like what kind of a stockpile would they have had well they talk about the canneries that does come up that's like a brand new technology where you can but they don't have cans no yeah so i yeah I, i have a lot of questions about um i have a lot of questions about that but other than that i think the siege is as devastating as sieges typically would be, I think it's I think it's handled well. It seemed th- there are things that I think Ellen and his team, his side, could have done better for sure. Yeah. But I I think that it's mostly handled really well. Yeah. No, I I I, I agree. And even if you know I'm not a great like siege planner, you know I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna think that I know better. But I do think that the details were laid out well enough for me to follow, and that's all that I ask for. <laughs> Yeah. You know, sometimes like fog of war as a writing technique um, is interesting, but I can get frustrated if I don't understand what's going on and then I tend to skim. Yeah. Um, don't, no, don't tell them that you skim. They will lose their fucking minds. I'm saying I don't. You can skim the wheel of time. That's fine. No, they will freak out. Yeah, because too They'll send you black. messages and be very mad at you. <laughs> They'll cancel their Patreon subscription if they find out that you didn't read every dress description in the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That was one of the I also did not I've read every dress life. description. What? I know, I know, I know. And you lied? You gaslit the audience no. for two years? I never said that I did read every single dress description. Wait, two ones black? <laughs> that seems... Uh, in hindsight, that seems really problematic. Yeah, you would think. Um, Catherac asks... 
Now, having learned that how Brandon Sanderson works with magic systems, how do you see the way magic is used in the Wheel of Time books compared to the ones Robert Jordan wrote on his own? Um, I can definitely see that Brandon Sanderson loved the Wheel of Time and tried really hard to make it more interesting than Robert Jordan did. I just imagine Brandon Brandon Sanderson beating against the bars of the Robert Jordan magic system, being like, I have so many ideas! Yeah, I think that I think that the like basic idea of, Rob, of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time magic system is great. Like I don't I don't have a problem with the basics of it. Yeah. I think that Robert Jordan does not do very much with it, and I think that Brandon Sanderson came in at the end and did, right? I think yeah. that the Robert Jordan's version of his own magic system is very um shoot beam use shield. Shoot 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 beam use oh, shield. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I think that he was like, I, Robert Jordan wrote the like magical equivalent of I cast fireball. Yeah, which is unfortunate because like the idea of the two powers and them working together, like those ideas I think were were very, very interesting. Yeah. But I don't think it lived up to its fullest potential. Yes. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think that when Brandon Sanderson stepped in, he went, hey, you've created some stuff that it has other uses. Let's see what those other uses are. Let's play Gateways. with this. Let's let's have our characters. Let's stop saying that our characters are the smartest people of their age and show them doing things with magic that shows that they're intelligent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that one of the best ways to show intelligence in a magic series is to show characters using magic in non-conventional ways. Yeah. Because that that makes me go, oh, this character's really smart. As opposed to having someone be like, you're the most powerful person in a thousand years. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, should we avoid Watt spoilers? Is that a spoiler? I don't know that's a spoiler to say that I didn't love how Robert Jordan used magic, but I like what Brandon Sanderson did with it. I guess, like, mentioning gateways is technically a spoiler. But, like, I... Uh, fair. I Is it, though? Like... It's, yeah. It's they so have t- magic shit. It's really tough to not talk about Wheel of Time because we went through that with this community, and so it's also we're very hard. bad at not... It's also hard with Wheel of Time because it's not like I would say, like, oh, go read Wheel of Time and then come back and watch this, because I wouldn't recommend reading Wheel of Time. I would recommend the first six. Oh, yeah, I agree. But, like, I wouldn't... Yeah, it's tough. It is. Yeah. And no. so I... Yeah. you. If you are watching or listening to this podcast... Be warned, Wheel of Time spoilers will slip out. We're we're we we keep saying we're trying to be better about it, and it's it's just because we sit in the exact same spot, and this is like the exact same structure. It feels like it's open season, and uh, I do apologize if you do get spoiled, but I, I am gonna put like a, a warning. Shim Slady <laughs> says, "If showing is so great, why are my professors always telling me things? Checkmate. Maybe your professors aren't very good." Facts. They should take you on field you trips. You should go to a better school. Field trips yeah. are great. Jim's Lady, I think that it is just a uh, sign of the American education system. I'm assuming you're American. That's not fair. I mean, sh- Slim Shady feels like an American reference. I don't know how popular Eminem is outside of North America. <laughs> but maybe he's very popular. He's very... He's very. It, if you say so, I'm saying I don't know. He's Eminem. Okay, that sure. That's a word. He is Eminem. Yeah. Eminem is so popular that he sued the New Zealand government for using his song in a campaign ad. That doesn't seem like a, a, a like... It just means that he's worldwide. Oh, I was like, as in terms of a, like, a measurement of fame, 
But nerdy think... wants to eat him in popcorn. <laughs> See, that is a measurement of fame. If 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 your music is being used in international campaign ads in random countries around the world to the point where you have to step in and sue them to stop doing it, that's a pretty that is a pretty good indicator that you are a global phenomenon. Okay, okay, all right, calm down. If they know who you are in New Zealand, they don't even have the internet in New Zealand. You know what I mean? Like, want to go so they bad. Have, they don't have electricity. Guys, I just want to hike across New Zealand. New Zealand just got toilets two years I wanna ago. I want to find Shadowfax. Shadowfax is probably dead. Those movies were filmed. Uh, I'm the Synod says, how long do you think there'll be between end of Era 1 and start of Era 2? I don't know, like 50 years probably. Era 1 and Era 2? Yeah, like 50, maybe 100 years. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking more like 2025. Hmm. I don't know how that would be an era, though. I don't know. It feels too soon. <laughs> too soon. I don't know. Sorry, that's 10 soon. It feels 10 soon. It feels 10 soon. Yeah. Um, well, It's either going to be that or it's going to be a thousand. You know what I mean? It, or it'll be oh, like... another thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like... The, we're we're going to like... It'll be fucking steampunk fucking victorian england and they'll have guns and shit and we'll queen be, victoria like... will be a werewolf <laughs> what where did that come from doctor who oh yeah. yeah no i'm saying it's either gonna be like a hundred years later and it's pretty soon after or it's gonna be like mistborn era 2 and it's fucking cannons and world war 2 and you know what i mean yeah for i sure. don't think it'll get that close to modern technology but i could see it being like fucking like 1875 you know sure yeah they have Sh fucking muskets or something like sherlock holmes era oh, okay you know what i mean yeah maybe not really a fair question at this point. I don't know. I think it's an interesting it's, question. It's tough to, like, theorize on it with any sense of, like, credibility. We're just kind of throwing shit at the wall and guessing. I think if it gets too close to modern times, the, the magic gets a little bit weird. But I do think that in a, like, Sherlock Holmesian era, it would be kind of fun. That mm -hmm. kind of, like, Victorian England. There's trains. I feel like trains might be in the next era. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Clarice gamed the prediction system. Uh, also, instead of Tyndall, you get one character from Wheel of Time. Who are you help picking to help advise Ellen, and why is it not Cat Swain? Cat Swain's the worst. Uh, would be bad at it. She's not good at her job at any point in Wheel of Time, so I don't know why we would think she'd be good at it in this. I would probably bring in Moiraine. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, Moiraine did her fucking best, you know? I'm trying to think. Like, Moraine, Moraine is level-headed enough to not take the power, to not release the... Because you could bring know. in Lanfear because she'd be really good at it, but the problem Ooh. is Lanfear would then take God's power for herself. And Ishamayo. I would bring in <laughs> I would not. That would be like bringing me in. Like, um, you yeah, know, just no, fucking no, no. end it all. You know what? Ellen is trying to do some savvy political shit. Uh-huh. I am bringing in... Uh, I'm not, I don't want to spoil Maryland. anything, so I'm going to say the spider. The spider. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm bringing, bringing in Tom Marilyn. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think he knows the game of Pops as well enough. Tom Marilyn would just kill everybody. <laughs> like, no. Tom would just... Yeah. Yes, Tom would kill Straff in his sleep. And then he would kill Set. And then he would, he would be like... Ellen would wake up and go into the hallway. And Tom would be sitting there playing his guitar. And he'd be like... 
all of your problems went away last night. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. So crazy. Uh, Stoneson, you asked, I remember when you had some pretty strong feelings about how Wheel of Time used prophecy, especially near the end. How do you feel about the way we've seen prophecy used so far in Mistborn? I feel like I've already answered that. It's, yeah. it's not just telling me what's going to happen later on, but being like vague and using allegory. It's it's literally like the prophecies are not trustworthy and there there's there is a possibility of them helping but also not it, yeah it's much better here yeah i agree as opposed to being like and then the sanchen are going to attack the tower and you're like oh god i guess i'm just gonna fucking wait for that to happen because i know it's going to yeah and then you know what i mean and sorry that's a spoiler but they also that was full spoiler but that's the prophecy that you get told early on and you're just yeah. like well i guess at some point this is going to happen because yeah. the prophecy says that it's going to you've been warned like is, is me saying that on this podcast any different than a prophecy character telling you three or four or five books before something happens that it's going to happen yeah. i haven't i haven't spoiled you on what happens when that happens i just told you what the book told you way too early that this is going to happen later on yeah and then it does and you're like oh my god how it did happened. i how did the prophecy come true yeah you know what i mean Whereas yeah, this is like more, a little bit less like it's more fun when it's turned on its head like like we have in Mistborn and I'm I like it much better. Vin is going to go to the Well of Ascension <laughs> and she's going to do it's like you know the prophecies in this don't just like straight up just tell you what happens later on in the book. Yeah. And they've been manipulated. Harry Potter is going to fight Voldemort because he's the only one who can. Oh, okay. Well, then fuck anybody else doing anything, I guess. Um, if you could drop one character from Mistborn into any other books you've read, who yeah. would you choose? And what book are they going into? Oh. A Mistborn character. I mm. would I would put Sazed. Uh, into the end of Aragon so that um, Aragon has someone uh, who can help uh, record the ways to train dragon riders so that it's not lost ever again. <laughs> I would take... Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough question. Yeah. I would put Vin... In, like, some fluffy vacation novel where she just gets to, like, go to Puerto Rico and sit on a beach for a week. She actually has some time off. I would give Vin a break. Yeah. Vin, honestly, that's fair. Vin, Vin deserves it. Yeah. Vin needs it. And I would, like, have Ellen give her a hall pass and she just goes and, like, fucks her way through an all-inclusive. You know what I mean? Sean Ashaman says, with faith being a bedrock to Seizet as a person, how do you see Seizet's loss of faith or his belief in the utility of faith impact his character for better or worse? I don't, fuck, I don't know. I think that it's it's one of those things where it really depends on how long until the next book and what the god has actually done by then. And if it's a god... A lot of this is like, I, he could he could be a better character for it, or if faith is actually, if there is actually God and, like, there is some sort of divine need to beat this God, then he maybe, like, refinding his faith is the plot of the next book. But also, if Vin doesn't need to do that, I don't, or, like, if there is no divine need in the defeat of this God, then I don't need Seizet's story to be about refinding his faith in the next book. So I don't know. It could go well, really any direction. It, it really just depends on if you believe that a person needs faith. Or you think that Seizet in particular, I guess, needs faith. I, I I don't think I really have faith in anything. 
but I don't think I'm like a worse person or a like sadder person know, you're, for it. You're not a great person, just in general. Yeah, sure, but like that's not based on my faith. Like, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, it it just depends on like how important you believe that that is, which that is a question that I don't know how to answer. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think that he's going to. I I do think that. I think that Seizet is going to be more impacted by finding out that the last of the terrorist people have fled Terrace than he is by this. I think that in the, uh, yeah. I think in the next book, the the this will be less important to him as a character than I think his desire to save his people is going to be. That's um, fair. But yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Lloyd says, "Or Sir the Condra ended up getting killed in this book. How do you think you kill a Condra? Vicious mockery." <laughs> I think that you... No, I think there's probably something that you take out of them. I think that Chandra well, have, like, some piece of them that if you remove it from the hole and break, it... Like, kind of golems do, where there's, like, the... Well, the, we know that the um, Coloss also have spikes in them. And I think that if they're related to one another, it's mm. the spikes. I think the spikes are incredibly important. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shim's Lady says, Tin improves visual acuity, but how does this enable peering through the mists? It's fucking magic, dude. What do you mean? I don't know how eyes work. The fact that they're like mirrored and reversed, it fucks me up. So like I, I yeah, can't, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how sight works. The fact that like colors don't actually exist and it is how it is reflected back into your eyeballs and perceived is insane to me. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. Um, yeah, what about you? Magic? Seems like magic. I have no idea. <laughs> magic. Magic. Uh, <laughs> I don't like science. I do like that you're like, color doesn't exist. It, well, it doesn't in the way that it is color. It is just a lack of... It is the opposite. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. And then when it hits your eye, it gets opposited again. That's what I mean. It's and all your reversed. Brain fixes it. I yeah. don't. Yeah, that's that's bonkers. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I'm right. fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Star says, "How do you think the prophecies were made? As in, do you think they were made using alamancy, ferrochemy, or some other power we haven't seen yet?" I don't. Oh, are they magical prophecies? I don't think they're magical prophecies. I think God just whispered them into somebody's ear, like he did to Zane. That's where prophecies typically come from, is God whispers. It's like when someone on the critical roll table rolls a high perception check and Matt Mercer gets up and he walks around and he whispers in their ear. That's how they're made. Oh, like the prophecies like before? Yeah. Like about like the Prophecies heroine. don't come from like magic. They come from divine intervention, essentially, right? I mean, yeah, it could be from, like, this god character. I don't know. They probably were, like, manipulating that the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, revisiting a question I asked before, with the new info you've learned about ferrochemy, how has your opinion on whether you'd want elements or ferrochemy IRL changed? Uh, no, I want elements. A thousand percent. I would not want ferrochemy. Why? Because I don't want to fucking sit there for six hours unable to see so that I can have better eyesight the next day. I want to just burn tin and have good eyesight. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't want to... Oh, my God. Can you imagine being like, I'm not going to taste anything for two days so that my taste buds are better? The only, Here's the thing. Storing health, like being able to like not... You have to feel like shit to do that, though. I guess, but then you can plan your sick days. You know when you get sick at the worst possible fucking time? But if you were like, oh, I have a couple days off. Uh, I could take one of them and kind of feel like shit so that when I'm like in the middle of something very important, I can make myself better. That's not a bad point. I also think that, like, for me, being able to save sleep is useless because I don't need very much of it. Fair. Skeptical Mar- Mario asks, uh, you called the entity trapped in the well God. Can you f- clarify what you mean by that? What kind of deity you perceive it to be? I feel like we've already kind of talked about this one as well. We Zane called call it God, it- so we call it God. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's the, what's in the book. Like- that, is the, that is the reason we're calling it God. It very well may not be a God. Or it's just the gods only, may not even exist, but... It's the only name that we've been given for it in the book. Yeah. And yeah. so... Unlike the people of this world who just use king willy-nilly, we are using the words that we have access to and an understanding of. Mm-hmm. If the next book gives us a name for the entity, we'll use that name. Yeah. Embrise says, how do you define a god? Uh, that's a great point. Great question. Great point, Embrise. I, You know what? Don't even know how to do that because they don't exist. So how do you define yeah. non-existence? Because if you, if, you, if you qualify god as a person that people worship with magic powers, then Vin is a god. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I think that uh, today I'm just really trying to be spicy to the uh, religious, religious community. community. Yeah, you know what, that's fair. It's fine. They don't like me. I'm not allowed in so many of their spaces. The Church uh, of Scientology, not allowed in. Yeah, Oops. thank God for that. Uh, do you often refer... Hey, thank you for subscribing, Bonzef. Do you often refer to or rely on maps when reading fantasy? How important is a good map to you? Very important. I, I fucking love it. a good map. I never use it. I, you know what? I love a map. It's one of my favorite things about the Wheel of Time is that the map rocks. It's a great map. Um, I do wish that the gates in the end of this book were better named. Because they start using the North Gate. They say the North Gate a lot in the like, book. There's more North Gate. But there's no more. gate on the map called the North Gate. And I think that it's very confusing. Um, yeah. Because they start, they literally, like, they start being like, oh, yeah, the North Gate. And then I, like, open this map and uh, there's no North Gate. There's the Tin Gate, the Steel Gate, and the Pewter Gate. And sometimes they use these names that are in the map, but sometimes they don't. And it just, it's, I, I, I would have liked a clearer distinction there. It's going to sound really dumb, but I think I would use a, I would like, having a map better if they put it at the end of the book because when i open a book a new book and i see a map i say wow i have no context for this no it's at the beginning of the book so that you can flip back to it when you need oh i understand that but the problem is i see it and then i read the book and i just forget that the map exists unless they put it at the end again but that's an adhd thing sure i'm just this is just my experience of it that's fair (laughs) i didn't i'm not answering the question for everybody else saying how important it is to me I'm just like. No, I look at the map. I look at the map, like, and I then I no forget that it exists. To it, and then I forget that it exists. Yes. I don't know how to help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for help. What if a dog was a mistborn? He would be the goodest boy. The goodest boy. Yeah. Uh, I think all dogs are mistborns. So we just don't feed them metal, so we don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 That's it. Johnny Coleman asks, if you were to do a Vin cosplay, what are three small details you'd add to really nail it? For example, I've never seen a cosplayer include her earring. Oh, interesting. That feels that like, like her the one, one distinguishing do. feature. But I guess... Yeah, no, you need like earrings. a black bob wig. 
uh, Mistborn cloak and a earring. That that's kind of the whole. That's the whole cosplay. And like boys' clothes underneath. I would honestly include the glass daggers because well, I think yeah, that would be cool. sick as fuck. Um, obviously not at a convention, but you know, if like, you made them out of resin, resin. Yeah, 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 you could you could make it happen. Yeah. Um, the glass daggers, the the earring, which you bring up, and like I feel like the mist cloak is like the obvious one. That's like just the cosplay. So a, yeah. a detail that I think. Oh, the black dress. No, no, seriously, the, the black dress. The black dress. No, 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 the black dress from uh, the first book, from the night when uh, Ellen is attacked. Instead of the mist cloak, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah, I think I. Although would then you're have... just a woman in a black dress with black hair. It, it's the problem is that her the mist cloak is the only thing that's like really signifies the fantasy element of this series. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want to have the like flasks with metal in it. Mm-hmm. Like I would put, you know, like um you know some like fool's gold and some like silvery stuff in there yeah um so you could like shake it and it would look fun but yeah oh the like vials on the belt yeah that's a good call uh josh says we know the myths are the deepness and they do appear to be killing people as before the lord ruler's ascension why are they killing people again and what does it mean for vin that she seems to be able to draw them to fuel her allomancy in the first book i think that they're killing people because god is mad and I think that Vin is able to f- do it because I think she is in some way the same as the god. I think that she has god powers and she will be able to use the fact that he, her and god can both control the mists as a way to fight him because it'll be the only thing that allows them to fight him. Is They're going to like fight using the control of the mist as their fighting style. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, said that, like, what if the mist is, like, a giant metal mind? And, like, I kind of dig that idea, even though I don't think it's plausible. Just carry shots of gold schlager. That is so, yeah. Just wasted at con. Very funny. Um. Yeah, the drawing on the the mist is the one that is still very confusing to me, so I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out in Hero of Ages. Uh, Linus Victrum says, if you got a thousand years along with the power to alter already written texts... What would you attempt to change in our world in a way no one would notice? Who wrote Harry Potter? It's crazy. Wow, that's yeah. so wild. Their names just disappeared from the is? record. That's so interesting. Um, I would... I would fuck with people so hard by just making, like, the Bible one day Yeah. so pro-LGBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus oh, yeah. is, like, a raging homosexual. Here's the problem. Like, like a lot of, like, religious texts... Yeah have inclusivity in them but then also are like things are like interpreted to be fucking bigoted as shit yeah so i would just like remove the question of it all and Mm -hmm. i'd make sure that everything was very leaning towards fucking love thy neighbor like it fucking says you know what i mean i would be like don't be a fucking cunt one day people would be like reading the bible and be like weird the bible says the second amendment should not be used as a reason to allow children to have uh, semi-automatic rifles. Wow! I guess we should fix the, the fucking American Constitution. I think, like, literally, like, you just put into religious text, like, killing in the name of this religion is, like, sacrilegious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fixed it. Mm-hmm. Fixed it for you. Yeah. Oh, God. I I would really, like, really work on those religious texts a lot. Jesus was not white. <laughs> Every time Jesus shows up, it would be like, Jesus, his dark skin glistening. Uh, Although you probably wouldn't notice that. Wait, Jesus was black? What? Uh, No! (laughs) No! 
Oh my god. Jesus had. I mean, but the crazy thing is that that is in the Bible, right? Jesus is described as having copper skin. Oh, I, I know. Doesn't I know. matter. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Um, all right, Demetrio says Claris did a live action casting for book one last time. Can you do some casting? Boy, just wait. Boy, just do I wait. have something for you. We, we've got a gift for you. Um, are we doing that now? Why not? Well, I thought we just finished the like five questions that are left. Fine. Okay, we'll do this last. But here, let's let's tease it. Oh. Let's tease it. Here oh, we guys, go. we're gonna edge you, I guess. Um. Just put chat on it. I think it's this one. The Twitch chat? No. No. That's not it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it open? I think it has to be... Yeah. Uh, not pop out. No. Should be like... Oh. Why isn't it showing up here? That's weird. Where's Chrome? Maybe you have too many things open. Maybe it was because it was... There we go. There we go. Look at this. All right, make it full screen. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so Claris did one, and mm -hmm. so I'm doing book two for castings. But that's just the tease. That's set up now so we can get to it. Let's get through these last questions really quick. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, where Johnny was Johnny Coleman asks, uh, we've been told that ferrocumene alimenti both use the exact same metals. In this book, Vin discovers the alimentic uses for aluminum and duralumin. Do you think we will see them used for ferrocumene in the next book? And if so, what do you think they will store? Ha! Uh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I can't think of anything else you could store. He already stores sight, sound, taste, feel, sex. Oh, sex. Duralumin is orgasm. Uh-huh. You, you can store your orgasms in Duralumin mm -hmm. um, just by edging. And aluminum stores uh, Coca-Cola. You can save up your Coca-Cola for later. What do you think aluminum stores, Clarus? If you're going to give me that face. I, I can't think of any other physical attributes that can be stored. Hair, hair growth. growth. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> We have one brain cell. That was crazy. We were so on top of each other there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that was. Uh, that was wild. Well. Wow, okay. Yeah, that freaked me the fuck out. Only a soda, but I don't like soda, so. Um, wow, that, that freaked me the fuck out. Did we just become best friends? Um... That was great. Yeah, hair growth. Uh, Linus Victrum says, was Zane sane? Or does the voice in Zane mean he was insane? No, Zane is, is sane in the men brain. No, he's sane. He just is hearing he's, God. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't his fault that, you know, God was manipulating him. No. Religion. Uh, if you had access to ferrochemy so you could store weight, what food would you gorge yourself upon? There are so many. I don't think it's, I don't think it makes you skinny, though. I think that you you still gain. You are weight. just lighter, yeah. Yeah, but like maybe that's what duralumin stores is calories. Okay, so, so you eat yeah. and you like funnel it into duralumin, okay. so that you know if you go through a famine, you have like food for it's like basically like preserved food. Oh, that's actually smart. I like that. Yeah. I would eat everything. I already do. 
be so much like cake and sweets and brownies and chocolate. Chocolate chaos, it can't make you skinny. It just makes you not well, weigh things. It does make you like look skinnier. It can't. Wait, no, that's the opposite of pewter. It only makes you lighter, but you still put on the weight. Because here's the thing. If it made you skinnier, then I, then he can't have slowed himself his fall down at all. Because the amount of weight that he would have to drop to in order for his body to have enough wind resistance to save him from his own fall is he would have to weigh literally nothing. Mm. Like he would have to weigh like a leaf's weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would eat the same shit I already eat. Indian food, fucking halal, Mexican food, Japanese food. Chinese food, Filipino food, basically anything except. I would eat Chicago mixed popcorn. <laughs> you have such a low bar. Why? <laughs> well, because there's not really any like nutritional value to it. Like if I obviously I'm gonna like eat other foods <laughs> to like you know oh survive, God. but that one, oh man, I could eat <laughs> all of that. Uh, early ad says, if you could save one character from death and give that death to a character that survived this book, who would live and who would die? I would have killed Ash Weather Set and let Dachshund live. I would yeah, I would have let Tindwell live. Fuck Ash Weather. Oh, Tindwell. I would have saved Tindwell. Yeah. And fucking killed, um, I don't know. Yeah, Set can die. Yeah. It's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, early ad says, imagine a prequel that follows a side character. Who would it be and what arch would it be? Such as Breeze's noble childhood as a ska thief. That's a good one. That's a good. That would arc. be great. Yeah. Um, I think the prequel. I think the prequel people would all say would be the Mayor um, Halson. No, Mayor um, Kelsier story. I I don't know that I ever. I think that that one is better in my imagination. Yeah, I of, agree with that. You know, one. it's like the people who want to see like the Marauders in Harry Potter. And I'm like, I don't. I know every interesting thing that happens in their story. Yeah. It it's it is the problem with prequels, right? Where people are like. Oh, like, what if we saw this character who is flashback to a lot, but we could see it play out? And I'm like, no, the flashbacks are the, the, the interesting things. If anything else interesting had happened in their story, we would know about it. Stop yeah. trying to, like, fill in the blanks between the interesting things and character stories because you like those characters. Yeah. Just write new stories. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's why most prequels don't work. But, uh, yeah, no, the Breeze one would be really interesting. I agree. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. I like the club's like war campaign would be really dark, but really interesting. True. Yeah. Um. I yeah, it's weird. I would love to like. I would. Again, very dark, but like Zed like growing up, mm-hmm. like what it means to find out that you're like a keeper and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, dark though. Yeah, it's I know. It's a tough read. I know. Um, the problem with all the prequels is they take place in such a dark world that I'm yeah. like, I don't know that I want to... We want hope. Um, uh... <laughs> yeah, because none of them can end with any sort of victory. They all end bad. Yeah, exactly. Josh Timko says, regardless of how this trilogy is marketed, its approachable prose and protagonist age has attracted a partially YA audience. Would you recommend this series to a young adult? Absolutely. Yeah. On the one hand, it's very dark and frames certain things like sex very poorly, in my opinion. That is true. Uh, but it tackles other important themes so well and has an intelligent story that could be a gateway to other types of fantasy. What's your opinion? I think that because of the way in which it tackles the idea of dismantling dangerous institutions, I would recommend it to a young audience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, it's Not hard too to have a... Not younger like... than like 14, but... 
No, yeah. Yeah, I would say like 14 and up for sure. Yeah. I would probably have read this when I was like 10, but like that's... Yeah, but the rape, the... the, the I, I would want a person to have enough aged enough to like be able to process the way in which Straff talks about women. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really hard to have like uh, like like I've never read a book that is literally perfect, right? So yeah. yeah, it doesn't deal with sex particularly well in the ways that we talked about. But I absolutely recommend this. I just think a ten year old. I, I think that I would maybe yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would hand it to a it's ten year old, but I just know PG-13. that myself at ten, I yeah. would be like, ooh, magic, you know. That's fair. But what I would have given, what I read at 10 and what I would give to a 10-year-old are very different. Because when I look at a 10-year-old now, I'm like, oh my God. When I look at a 13-year-old now and I'm like, the things that I was doing. The drugs I was putting in my body at that age. Jesus Christ. Uh, Arzu says, please read the list of predictions you got right in Cosmere. Um, Okay. Kelsey dies in first book. Nailed it. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to do the first book. We already talked about those. Uh, Ellen is one of the Venture Brothers. Joke prediction. Nerdy. That's funny. I did get that right. Uh, the Well of Ascension is inside the temple at Credit Shaw. Clarus, you called it. Uh, the Mistar of the Deepness, we both kind of said that. The yeah. Lord Ruler did not defeat the Deepness. Wow, we fucking nailed it. <laughs> Coloss are physically aggressive people. Fucking kind of got that right. Yeah. They're like, we're, they're people kind of, but they they want to be people. Uh, whatever the Lord Ruler did, the Well of Ascension is keeping the Mist from being aggressive. Straight up, just fucking crushed it. Yeah. They could make a religion out of Kelsier dying as a martyr. Yeah. Uh, they have to fight the deepness. I don't know that they have to fight the deepness. They have to control the deepness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I got that one right. Yeah. Confirm predictions from Miss Born Book 2. I'm really winning this game. There's a lot of nerdy here, or both. Sorry, Yeah, Clarice. I mean, I, I did, I think, better in the first book. Ninth Metal, obviously. Um, I said, oh, I guess I said the 11th Metal is a partial lie. Mm-hmm. You also said they go to the Well of Ascension. Clark's gaming the point system. <laughs> Uh, this book is like going from fast three to fast four. Joke prediction nerdy. <laughs> I don't know that that's confirmed. I am in the lead though. I'm winning. Um, all Fair. right. Uh, Fair. We don't have the third book in here, so I don't know that we can do this last thing. What last thing? Uh, read the paragraph of the prologue from the Hero of Ages. We'll get that at the very end of the podcast. Okay. Let's do... But we've got some casting to do. Let's get close. All right. So both... Sit on the casting couch, y'all. Um... <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm ready. Do I get points if I predict who he casts? Okay, first up is Vin. Who did I cast as Vin? If you get this right, I'll be shocked. Because I probably don't know them? No, you do, weirdly. Oh. Oh, okay. Who did I cast as Vin? Oh, so the one rule for this, y'all, was that I am not allowed to use any actor that Clarice used. Yes, yes. To keep things interesting. Because obviously my casting was perfect, and you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. In order um, for this to be fun, you have to guess faster. <laughs> or we're not, I'm not going to let you guess each time. Well, th- definitely don't let me guess each time. Can you give me one hint? We've watched them in a show recently. In a show recently. Yes. A show. A show that has younger... Well, I guess they don't have to... Can you use current Tom Hiddleston? No. Did you cast Haley Steinfeld? I did not. Okay, then I don't know. Vin Venture, as played by Maria Zhang. Ah, sick, okay. Who was fucking great as Sookie. And, like, look at that photo on the left and tell me that that could not be Vin. Yeah, no, that's fair. Right? She can Uh do action. Yeah. She's hot. 
She's young. She is in demand right now. Yeah. I think Maria Zhang would be a fucking killer Vin. Yeah. You know what? I'm 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 here with you. I yeah. really liked her as Suki, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I'm going I'm going Maria as Vin. Vin Venture. Vin Venture. I mean, that's her name. <laughs> How do you know she changed her name? What was she her? didn't have a last name before? You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I just I thought that this was good casting. I wanted to um, I wanted to I wanted an interesting, cool uh, Vin, and she just really blew me away in the one episode of Avatar she's in. Yeah. And so uh, immediately was like, I was starting to think about it, and she just immediately came to mind. Yeah, I love it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Ellen, do you want to guess who I put as Ellen? We watched him in something recently. What? How recently? Very recently. You didn't do... The most recently. The most recently? Yes. Oh, so is it another Avatar cast? No, no, no. A, a movie. Oh, a movie. The fuck movie have we seen? Uh, is he from Mean Girls? Nope. Oh, wait. The we most recently. We were literally recently. just talking about a dude. No, wait. That was also an Avatar. Never the mind. most recently. The most recent movie we have seen together. Mean Girls. Nope. What? That's not the most recent movie we've seen together. Oh, we reacted to Saltburn and you casted the the guy in it. Which guy? The fucking, the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> the hot guy. Jacob Elordi. He's too hot. Nah, he could be Ellen. He's too hot. Nah, this is our Ellen adventure. We're trying to get this. We're trying to get this movie made. We need to cast hot people. Yeah, I get that, but he's too hot. No, but when you see my Zane, it'll all make sense. My plan for this, the for the universe, because he's like thin. It's hot. not gonna be the other guy. They in should Salt both Burn. change their last name to Miss Burn. They should. Johnny they, sh- they should. Yes. It's not. It's not they from Saltburn. Start the house. Of you Ms. will Burn. never guess the next one. In a million years, you will not guess the next, is the next one. Zane. Oh, Zane. Well, if there's... Literally, you, you could not guess. You would never I remember this person's this name. Person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know You've had... seen them in a movie. Oh. Um, but so because I because I went with Jacob Elordi, who I think was incredible in Saltburn, he's very hot right now. He's in Euphoria. He's going to be a big star. You know, this guy's... Jacob Elordi is a star, mm-hmm. and I think that he would work. I think he would sell, like, movie tickets for sure. Yeah, and um... I think that when he becomes Mistborn, you would buy that he has the physicality for that too. You know what I mean? Maybe. He also just plays like a pompous, like a rich person really well. Sure. So I think sure. that he would play Ellen. He's kind of an aloof rich person in Saltburn and he reminded me of Ellen. If I honestly was casting him in this, I would have cast him as Zane, personally. All right. Well, he's not big enough for Wait, Zane. Z- uh, Johnny, thank you. Thank you. Johnny, thank I, you for that I want to say thank you for that super chat. For my Zane venture, mm-hmm. I have Henry Zaga from New Mutants and 13 Reasons Why. Zane Malik for Zane. Zane Malik is not a bad Zane, actually, Glimmer. Oh, um, Glimmer, welcome back to the Nerd Table. Good call. But uh, Henry Zaga is a really talented actor. Uh, he kind of looks like Jacob Elordi, but like with more muscle. They, these two could be brothers. You know what I mean? And I think that Henry Zaga is really good in both 13 Reasons Why and New Mutants. I think that he is a talented actor uh, who plays rich, entitled, and also an asshole really well. Uh, I think that he would bring, a, I think he'd bring it for this part. I think he'd be really good for it. And I think that him and uh, Ellen being brothers makes sense to me. I have seen both New Mutants and 13 Reasons Why, and I don't remember this guy. Yeah, but that's that's a you thing. That, that's true about a lot of the things that you watch. Which is fair, <laughs> but I just feel like, no. Do you not like this? I can't, I can't, I, I literally, 
I have no memory of this place. <laughs> I think he's a talented actor, and I think he would do a great job. I, I, I believe you. I believe He's you. also very handsome. Yeah, facts. For Straff Venture, I have Sean Bean. Because he dies. Because he dies. Well done. And, well also, done. and also, he would crush the role. Oh, yeah. He can play the goody and the baddie real well. I would love to watch uh, Sean Bean go full, full, like, worst version of Boromir for this. You know what I mean? Like, really show the, like, get to have his, like, evil turn. Uh, I think it would be really fun to watch Sean Bean play into that. He always he kind of plays so noble and good. Mm-hmm. And I would love, I, w- I think he would be great in this part. He would eat. Hugo yeah. Mortensen would also be great. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson is a. It would be too. He's not like. I think he'd be too physically like. Yeah, I want like I want the like broadness uh, of a Vigo or a Straff, or a Sean. But yeah, Sean Bean is my Straff venture. I can't remember who's next. I love that. Say Zed. I cast Fares Fares, uh, who plays Ishamayil on the Wheel of Time. I think that uh, he would bring something so interesting to the character. His name is Forrest Forrest? Yeah. It's like your cousin Bradley Bradley. Yeah. Um, I was really thinking about this, and I was like, I think that Forrest Forrest would... It would be fun to see him play the other side, right? He plays so evil and well in um, uh, The Wheel of Time. He's a great villain. I also think that he has this like calm way of approaching dialogue that is so impactful and um, entrancing. He really does bring the audience in. Yeah. That I think that he would bring that same quality to Seized. And I would love to see him mentoring Vin. The way um, that he speaks is I, is really, like, particular. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. Yeah, I, I think that he also is really... He has a great physical presence on screen. Yeah. And I think that he would be able to do the physical side of the transformation Seiza goes through. Yeah. He just, I, I, I was really thinking about, Seiza was the hardest one for me to cast until I was thinking about the Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. And he just really would crush it for me. Yeah. Does he still get to touch all his co-stars' faces? That is so funny, Mugokinski. Yeah. Uh, and then, so for my Tindwill, who's next, I was keeping in the theme of Wheel of Time. So who from the Wheel of Time do you think I cast as Tindwill across from Seiza? As Tindwill? Mm-hmm. I think I nailed it. Did you cast Moraine? No. Okay. Not Rosamund Pike. Okay. Um... But you're close. Um... Like, 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 it's almost same bed close. Same bed. Oh, did Swan? Sophie Oconito as Tindwill. Okay, I fucking love that. I like her and Forrest Forrest uh, as a couple because I think that they would uh-huh, have... Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're, they're of a similar age. So I think that their romance would be very uh, cute. I think the way that they would play off each other would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think that she could play the harshness of Tindwill. Absolutely. And when the, when the reveal happens about her past, I think Sophie has the, like... I think she has the depth of um, the act, depth of her acting to really pull it off. Yes. I think she would sell the shit out of this. I think she would be great. And I, I just think like the two of them together. Yeah. Um, I'm sold. The research scenes. I, I would just really love this casting. I love. I, I want to see this now. Yeah. yeah I think she'd be great. Yeah. I want to see her in more things. Um, but I think she'd be a great Tindwill. Unfortunately, watching her die would be really hard. That would suck. Um, as Doxon, I have Sterling K. Brown. Uh, I think that more than anybody, I buy that he could run a kingdom, uh, logistically. He is such a damn good actor. And I think that the reason why I love him as Dachshund is because 
that scene on the balcony in book one, mm -hmm. and then the follow-up where he kind of is like, maybe not all the nobles need to die. Yeah. I think Sterling K. Brown could deliver those two scenes better than anybody. Uh, and I think that he would win an Academy Award. I think he's so fucking good. I have never seen him act, but... He's so good in This Is I'll, Us. you know it's what? It's unreal. I trust you. I you trust have you. in Black Panther. But other than that, yeah. But you, it's the only the scene at the beginning of the movie. He's in Black Panther? Yeah, he plays um, Killmonger's dad in the opening flashback oh. scene of Black Panther 1. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that this, I think this really works. Yeah, I me. dig it. Uh, as Breeze, I have Michael Pena. I think that Breeze is very funny. And I think that <laughs> Michael Pena, Michael Pena is getting to an age now where he's old enough to play Breeze. Uh, and I think that he's, he is comedic enough that I think that he would manage, him playing frustration with Hammond for the philosophical conversations uh -huh. would be one of the highlights of the movie. Uh -huh. He would play the relationship with Ariane in a way where it wouldn't be creepy. It would, because he would play it well. I trust Michael Pena with managing the difficulty of those scenes. Okay, I... Hmm. I also think that when Michael Pena plays sad, it's great. And I, I just think that he would be fantastic as this character. I think that him manipulating people um, and him being like a nobleman who is playing Ska, there's so much here that works for me and I just love him so much. Interesting. <coughs> if you've never seen him in uh, The Martian, this might not make sense to you. but Yeah, I've never seen The Martian. All I know is Ant-Man and yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. that if you just look at him in his purely comedy stuff, yeah. you wouldn't get it. But if you've seen him play his more serious stuff as well, Narcos, stuff like that, I think that Michael Pena would destroy this role. Okay. I think he, he might be one of the best parts of the movie. Okay. No Interesting. joke. Yeah. I also want an Ant-Man style recap of Kelsier's Blinds Up. Absolutely. Yes, please. Hilarious. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's keep watching. Let's keep with the crew here. Uh -huh. uh, we will watch The Martian, Arzu. It is in my top three favorite movies ever made. I deeply, deeply love The Martian. I have Brian Tyree Henry as Hammond. Uh, this pair is the comedic relief that a movie this dark needs. Brian Tyree Henry is one of the most talented people in Hollywood right now. Uh, he is so damn good in fucking everything. And I think that he would be a great Hammond. I think him and Maria Zhang would have a great combat relationship uh, in their sparring scenes. Yeah, yeah, He is both very funny and physically gifted as an actor. Uh-huh. And he plays the... He's a bigger guy who can do the, like, interested in ph philosophical conversation stuff so well. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian Ty Terry Henry is the perfect Hammond if you're going to have a male play person play the character. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. He is Good choice. also just very handsome. Like, yes. look at this blue suit. Oh, yeah. It's a vibe. He's He's very hot. 100%. Yeah. That's not Annie Frank. Um, uh, I hope Orsor gets a great actor. Orsor, I did not cast Orsor or um, Ten Soon because they are dogs in this movie. Oh, I would have cast a voice actor. I was going to cast Matt Mercer. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, well, I, I, I feel like that would be a full. But he voiced over. both of them so that, you, the, so that the secret is kept. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Less to Bornis, I cast Finn Wolfhard. Because he's age-appropriate. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and I think he'd be a great Lester Bornis. Yeah, okay. I think this would really work. He's handsome enough that you buy the, like, glow-up from book so one awkward. to book two. He's so awkward, yeah, though. Yeah, he's so awkward. Like, I think that this works. 
Yeah, no, I I, I see that. I see yeah. that. He I, also is, like, mm-hmm. funny, which I think that Les Bornis has some really funny lines and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that I, I Finn Wolfhard might be too famous to play a role this size now. Yeah. But if I could get him, I would get him. There's going to be a lot of that in the smaller parts because I cast very famous people in all the small parts. That's the fun of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Finn Wolfhard is my Les Bornis. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. This font was the right size on Mac, but when I transferred it to uh, PowerPoint, apparently the font size changed. And so, sorry that... His name is split up like that. Because it looks like his name is Lestabor and his last name is Ness, but whatever. Lestabor Ness. As clubs, I have Stephen Lang from Avatar and Terra Nova. Oh my god. I am a big fan of Stephen Lang. I think he's a very talented actor. Um, I think that he plays the grizzled veteran very well. I think that this is a role that he. It might be almost too obvious because I think that he could sleepwalk the role of clubs um but only because he is so right for it uh and it would be fun to see him be more heroic and not kind of the like darker villainous character that he tends to play yeah um i think that he would be just great in this part yeah 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 Yeah. uh and i think that i I think that you would just buy it and also i think that him and him being frustrated with michael pena would be the comedy that i would need from this movie a hundred percent i don't know who's next uh is there anyone left from the crew i don't think so as Ashweather set, I have oh my Ashford God. from The Expanse. Come on. He, you're telling me he wouldn't crush this part? No, you're right. You're he right, would be right. so good. Yeah. This yeah. was the first person I cast. Oh. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, who would I? Who would I? And then I was like thinking about The Expanse. And then I thought about Ashford. And I was like, oh, the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. The easiest thing in the world. Ashweather set. Ash, Ash, you know, he can't get away from it. He might be, like, a little bit old, because, like, Arian is, like, what, 18, but... I don't think that matters. No, I, I don't think... Because of the way that they have sex in this world. Fair. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. I could see him having kids at, like, 40. Yeah. I want to see him in more stuff, honestly. I, he was so I mean, he good. is in a bunch of stuff. That, I mean, I seen. want to see... Born. Not he needs to be in more things. I just um, think he would be fucking unreal as Ash Weather said. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, which brings me to Arian. Who is the hottest blonde in Hollywood right now? The hottest blonde? The girl from Euphoria? Yeah. I don't... Sydney Sweeney okay. as Alrianne set. Because who I else would it be? I have never seen her in anything. Because we haven't seen Madame... Like, I, I literally have no oh, touchstone yeah. for this person. Um. So, yeah, if we're trying to sell tickets, absolutely. Yes. I have no idea... I am trying to make a $500 million... Dollar uh, or I'm trying to make the billion dollar Mistborn movie. And in order to do that, you need Sydney Sweeney looking hot. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah. Also, I think that her and Maria Zhang would have a very fun chemistry together. Yes. But she's the obvious, she is the most obvious choice for Ariane in Hollywood right now. Yeah, yeah. The, like, hot blonde. As yeah. Jasty's LaCal, I have Ethan Kutkowski, who is one of the younger brothers in Shameless. Uh, if you've only seen the beginning of Shameless, he's the child. He is now 24 years old. Uh, he would eat this role. I don't know how to tell you that if you've never seen the end of Shameless. Uh, but uh, he would crush this. He would be so good. Uh, I know that he's not as well known, but when trying to think of like the right person for this part, uh, I love Shameless. I think that show is one of the best TV shows of the, of the 2000s period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is so good. I think he's so good. And watching him grow from a child into the like young adult actor that he became over the course of that show was awesome. All right. And uh, yeah, Ethan Kutkowski as Jassy LaCal. This was a hard role to cast. Um, that's fair yeah trying to find someone who's like age appropriate and like yeah cause like Paul Dano would have done it t- 15 years ago yeah yeah um 
but yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I, I have not seen Shameless, but yeah. uh, I get the vibe. Yeah. For sure. As Marsh, I have Dave Batista. Because Dave Batista is a very talented actor who likes to do weird parts. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think that I think that he would do so much here. I also think the shot of Forrest Forrest and him lining up in the hallway and then Forrest Forrest absorbing his strength and becoming Dave Batista size for their fight would be sick. Yeah. I think that they would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this this just works. Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I I, I definitely see that. Especially because, like, there's there's going to be a lot of, like, makeup and prosthetics, I think, for yeah. the Inquisitors, so... And Dave Bautista is an actor who is willing to, like, work through some challenge. You know yeah, what I mean? He's 100%. willing to put in the work, and I just... And I think he's, like, I think he's a little bit underrated in a lot of ways, because yeah. people only see, like, uh, only see a couple of his things, but he's he's been great in everything. Yeah. Yeah, people are saying in the chat that he's almost 60. Look, look. Dave Batista can play 45. You know what I mean? He can. Yeah. I would take some of the gray out of his beard for this. I would make him, I would DH him a little bit. Like in this photo, he looks 45. No, he definitely is in his 50s here. No, if I, you, I mean If you his cut skin, the gray out. Oh no, yeah, I no, mean, but that's the thing. His skin is his great skin, and his body's great. Because he has yeah. the money of Hollywood, like you take a bit of the gray out, absolutely like 45, no problem. I just think that like, if you take like beginning of Blade Runner 2049 Dave Batista and make him marsh it just works in my head okay yeah and finally as penrod i have peter dinklage who i did not say what peter dinklage is from i also don't think i did for dave batista either there's a few of them that i was like do i have to tell you oh wait this is my favorite joke i wrote in here wait where was it it's sean b yeah i I, yeah no i i saw that um um as penrod i have peter dinklage because i don't think anyone would play the scene of him becoming the king and like the manipulation and the re- the reveal that the manipulation happened better than Peter Dinklage. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, then, do you know who I would cast as like the merchant dude? No, I didn't do that one. These are no, which is fine. But I, you said you brought up Peter Dinklage, and I thought that the other, the merchant, the sneaky merchant guy, you'd have little to, finger. Yes, exactly. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring and the crew back together. That is my casting for the Well of Ascension. Well, it's a done. very hot group of attractive people and everyone in hollywood is led by maria Zhang, who i think is going to be a very 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 big star yeah. after how great she is in that was Avatar. yeah rad love that that was my casting i hope you guys like and it. if shan Ariel is the uh, my casting perfect oh um yeah from having ever once yes exactly why, why can't i think of her name right now uh i'm terrible with names so i'm not surprised who was my kelsier kelsier is not in this not in movie. this Arzu, so I did not cast Kelsier. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to cast a Kelsier, um, I would make it Dwayne the Rock Johnson, so that him and Marsha are brothers. No. John Cena. No. No. Uh, no. Who wouldn't be my Kelsier? Um. <laughs> I don't care. Give me. I would go with like maybe like Pedro Pascal, because he loves to play parts where he is uh, be, saving a young girl. They'd be age appropriate for brothers. Um, Pedro Pascal as Kelsier. What? It's the same party place and everything I else. Use, didn't I use Pedro Pascal? No, you used Diego Luna. Yeah. Did I not also use... You might have. Um, I can't remember. Hmm. Uh, one says, I could see Jesse Miley as from Shadow and Bone as Vin. That's true. I did not like Shadow and Bone very much at all. Yeah. So I... Didn't cast for me. Was... Um, 
Yeah. Oh, but you can have Ben What's-His-Face. Ben... From Shadow and Bone. Ben Barnes? Is that his name? Yeah. Oh. No, Ben Barnes is... Maybe, I think it's Ben Barnes. Maybe. N- Nikolai Coster-Waldo as Kelsier is not bad casting. He's also old, but, like, you could you could have them That's be older. That's not bad casting, though. Yeah. Andrew Garfield as Kelsier is interesting. I like that. Zach Levi as Marsh. Yeah. It's not bad. Zachary Levi doesn't really play Harsh very well, though. Ben Barnes would actually be a really good Marsh. Ben Schwartz <laughs> as Kelsier. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. Oh, the guy who played Marco Inaros. He'd be great. Yeah. I would buy that. Yeah. To see oh, And to see him oh. smile a little bit more would be really fun. That would be... I, yeah, I would love him to... Glenn Howerton for Strap. But as his character from It's Always Sunny, just talking about the implication. Because of the implication. Yeah. Do you know the implication? Yeah, no. That's why you buy a boat. Yeah. Because you take a girl out boats, into the boats, river. Boats, boats, No, so you take a girl out boats, onto the water. Boats, boats. Right? And then she has to have sex with you. Why? Because oh, of the implication. I, oh my god. Yeah. You know, the implication that you'll murder her. <laughs> if she doesn't. That is one of those scenes. That's one of those scenes that... Um, that's one of those scenes that is... I can't believe it. The, it like, so much of it's always sunny. You're like, I can't believe you wrote this. I can't believe you performed it. And I can't believe that it is as funny as it is. Yeah. Even though, like, if these people existed in real life... Oh, but no, 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 Bogdan, Bogdan, we wouldn't. But the implication. It's such a good scene. And like, yeah, Glenn Howerton's ability to play that part is... Like, I think that It's Always Sunny is one of those shows that's going to be studied for what it accomplishes in terms of, like, the way it manipulates its audience into accepting the show. Nick Offerman would actually be great as Straff Venture. I don't know if I would cast him as Venture. I don't know that I would, but I think that he would crush it. Yeah, I just mean, like, if I were, like, to put him in... Like, I, I feel like he would be, like... Dachshund. Clubs. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or set. Yeah, I could see that. But, I, no, I, I like I like your casting for set. Um... Yeah, that's, well done. That was fun. Thank I, you. I, but I, I think you, you gotta cast uh, Tensoon as a voice actor. Laura Bailey as Jester doing Tensoon. All right, there you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be that would be such a weird role to cast. Keith David would be good. I would also say Mark Hamill would be a great Tensoon. Right. Yeah. If you're trying to like really sell tickets, Matt Mercer sells tickets. No, not 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 in the way that Mark Hamill does. Sure, I guess. And I, I don't wrong. Crowds, I love crowds. Matt Mercer. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm I am I would I would show up for Matt Mercer. Yeah. But I think that like on a press tour, having Mark Hamill and especially because I kind of like Maria Zhang isn't the best known as Vin. Yeah. Doing her press tour with her next to Mark Hamill and yeah, although yeah. Jacob Elordi's famous as fuck right now. True. I think Maria Zhang will be soon. Yeah. Laura Bailey is queen. Her as Jaina and singing Daughter of the Sea will forever be peak BlizzCon for me. I she don't sings? know that. Yeah. Oh, I She's, didn't know they, that. they just put out a musical video game where she sings the whole way through. Sick. Yeah. Okay. She sings the Critical Role theme song. Did not know that. That's her voice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fucking yeah. rad. 
them. The okay, you know okay. the one that's like the adventure begins. begins they were always beside you. That is Laura Bailey yeah, who yeah. the beginning of that. I had no idea. Yeah. That is so fun. All right, y'all. That's the book. Uh, Clarice is going to go. I'm going to start the plugs while Clarice goes and gets the book. Uh, the Hero of Ages. We'll read the first paragraph. Uh, if you like this podcast, like, subscribe to the channel. If you don't hit the dislike button, leave mean comments down below because the algorithm got us hungry. We must feed her. This book that algorithm goddess is Vin because she's the main character. Uh, if you want to follow us around the internet, you can. I'm at Clarice Polaris. The empty chair is my wife. No, wait. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. The empty chair is my wife, Clarice Polaris. Um, <laughs> I am the Clarice now. I am the Clarice now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Clarice, let's do high-low. The high-low, you guys know how it works. I do my high, she does her, no, I, you do, well, I can never get a full night's sleep ever again. This is yeah, a nightmare. you're broken. You're not allowed to sleep. Clarice does her high, I do my low, she does her low, I do my high, because when I was a kid, uh, my broken family was trying to pick the pieces of its life back together and use super glue of, uh, a conversational technique at dinner to do that. Clarice, what's your high for the book? Uh, this is very difficult for me. Um, but I really, I think it is the Ten Soon plotline, the payoff of it, the setup of it, the like, oh, you know, like we talked about, what does it say about Vince's character? And I believed so hard at the beginning. I was like, no, Brandon Sanderson has a plan. I believe in it. And I, I think that it paid off so beautifully and mm -hmm. the twist and it was like absolutely perfect. I'm so glad I did not guess it because... Yeah, I'm still riding that high. Yeah. Uh, Linus, thank you for that super chat. Can't wait for the prologue sentence. We're going to get there in a minute, but you got to do your low. I don't know. I know, it's tough. It's tough. I don't really have a low. I, I think that in hindsight, the book works really better, really great as a whole. I think that like my low is probably Zane. Don't like him. Yeah, he's a shitty dude. Yeah. Also, like, the fact that he, like, marks her boob the way with his kink, I don't like it. But whatever. It's 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 part of the book. It's good. Yeah. But it's my low. What's your low? Um, that Straff died so quickly. Very sad. Zane is the worst part of the book, yeah. <laughs> uh, should have kept playing Baldur's Gate last night, Nerdy? I did. I played for, like, four hours. And I was like, come to bed. I know. Uh, Linus, thank you for that super chat. Can't wait for the prologue sentence. Well, you're going to get it right after this, my high of the book, mm -hmm. which is, is uh, the, the twinkling lights coming down above Sezed in the battle scene. When he's like, oh my God, the sun's twinkling at me. And then it's just been, oh. and she drops like <laughs> Iron Man into the scene. That shit. Uh, fucking rad. I really enjoyed it. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Ba, ba, but it's like in the ba. first Avengers movie when he straight up comes into Iron Man. Yeah. Um, oh or God. no, Back in Black. That's the song he drops sure. in on. Uh, Clarus, read that first sentence. All right. All right. Calm down. Calm down. Chill out, chat. Jesus Relax. Christ. Jesus Christ, Oops, chat. Spoilers. Just a map. <clears throat> prologue. Oh, it's not an epigraph first. It's a, just a prologue prologue. Okay. Marsh struggled to kill himself. <laughs> what? You're fucking with me. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> what? what a wild first sentence. Oh, wow. That's uh... insane. <laughs> Prologue. Marsh struggled to kill himself. His hand trembled as he tried to summon the strength to make himself reach up and pull the spike free from his back to, and end his monstrous life. He had given up on trying to break free. Three years. Three years as an Inquisitor? So this is two years after this. Three years imprisoned in his own thoughts. Those years had proven that there was no escape. Even now, his mind clouded. And then it took control. The world seemed to vibrate around him. Then suddenly he could see clearly. Why had he struggled? Why had he worried? All was as it should be. Okay. You're right. The spikes are controlling him. I, I'm assuming it's the spikes, but yeah. Okay. That was fucking wild. All right, Clarice, do you want to add some sex to this book? Not after that. <laughs> do you think there's one iron spike that he can stroke to, like, come? There's, like, one that's, like, a little sensitive and he just kind of, like, diddles yeah, it. Yeah, it's his dick. Like, what... I call it my iron spike. <laughs> <laughs> Only if God allows it. God actually just has an edging kink and none of the steel inquisitors are allowed to come. Thanks for listening uh, to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. We'll see you all next week with parts one and two of The Hero of Ages. Goodbye. Goodbye.